I just realized that if this doesn't become an episode of the Gaming Disorder podcast and it does become an episode of what we call GDP chats, that I probably shouldn't have thrown the Gaming Disorder podcast intro into it. That might be too late. You know what? With the the magic of editing, (laughs) um, I'm sure I'll pull it off. But yes, welcome to another episode of GDP chats. I'm just calling it what it is right now. (laughs) I'm your host, Forte Jorge, with your other host, O'Kelsey who has gone through some very deep voice changes lately. <laughs> but no, I am here with the one, the only, Garrett. Do you care if I use your full name? I don't care. I, well, actually, Garrett. sorry, Garrett W., uh, premium Patreon. Uh, platinum tier yeah, patron. Platinum, sorry. Platinum. <laughs> I'm still new to Patreon. It's literally the only thing I'm subscribed to because I'm just a, a, a huge simp, apparently. Whatever I can do to give Kelsey money. <laughs> I am not going to say what other patreons i subscribe to because i'm not trying to make myself look like a hot boy out here you know but you know (laughs) i like to support people who make content i like (laughs) i'll just leave it at that why not people need money Uh, garrett yes you are now the you are now the second platinum tier patron potentially third that we have had on the show and i'm gonna be honest yeah when i see your full name Let's just call it Garrett JW. Yeah, sure. I think JG Wentworth, like yeah. 877 Cash now. That's my dad. That's your dad? Your dad's JG Wentworth? That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he's got cash now. <laughs> he has cash now? <laughs> it's it's his money and he wants it now. No, so this is your first time on the show in a non-background capacity. Because <laughs> you've been on the show for I'm, several episodes. I am working my way up at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're beginning, You're going to become a full full-fledged cast member pretty soon at the rate that you're going if we're not too lucky i guess (laughs) yeah so tell me garrett i've had some interactions with you in the past Mm -hmm. obviously that sounds really like uh sorry interactions with you with the vagueness it sounds almost threatening like like we're squashing some beef or something (laughs) it's fucking you know it's a very oh trust me that's not how I squash me. <laughs> it's not that vague. Well, maybe if there's like 18 hours of distance between us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i very excited to have you here. Um, you are obviously the other half of the other half of the show. Right, right. Long time um, listener, big time fan, first time caller, something like that. Yeah, first time caller. Was it first time, long time? <laughs> first time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first time was not very long. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. But uh, that's not what we're talking about. On anything. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna throw that in out there. No, you're good. <laughs> Tell me, Garrett. Who are you? What uh, do you do? I what makes am... you tick? What are you allergic to? <laughs> oh well, I am uh, Garrett X to Rome. I can hear somebody drinking out of a bowl. Um, Ignore my dog. I'm going to mute my mic while you talk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I am a tattooer, I guess, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. uh, I'm like the fifth straight edge person to be on the show, which is wild. Some would say we're the most straight edge friendly podcast. (laughs) Of all time, honestly. Um, But mostly I'm just a person who is dating Kelsey and it's going super cool. Super cool. Super cool. I like that. (laughs) Now... Why don't we start from the beginning? Yes. Well, I was Tell born, me. and then... <laughs> what, yeah, what, uh, how, the, how was that? Were you, 
a day baby, a night baby, evening baby? I so like I don't talk to my dad and my mom has since passed, so I don't mm-hmm. know for sure, but I have this weird inclination to a a morning like eight thirty six sits in my head. So I'm convinced that that's when I was born, but that's as close as I can get. Let me tell you something that just happened. Yes. I I'm so happy you said 836. <laughs> Let me explain why. I hate, well, not that I hate, I have like a preference mm-hmm. of not like times ending in zero or oh, five. Yeah. Like my morning alarm is set for 717. Mm-hmm. Right. Honestly, it's too many sevens, if you ask me. <laughs> in, in my head, it's because if I put it for 710, mm-hmm. well, 717 just gives me seven more minutes of sleep. Sure. But I could go to 720, but I'm like, maybe I need those extra three minutes mm-hmm. in the morning. So you throwing out odd times. Right. I, I'm, my, I'm my alarms fan. are a mess. Like, it's like 922, 947. Like, I have a later day, obviously, than you, but... Mm-hmm. I'm usually awake before it, but it's it's the same thing. I don't like even times because it like then it feels like offset. Like either yeah. A, I feel like pleasantly rushed, where it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, like, well now it's a little farther than I was thinking. Um, or it just feels more right. I don't know. I don't like evens. It's weird. Yeah, there's a very interesting thing that I've noticed about most iPhone users. What is it that everyone has like seven or eight alarms back to back? Uh, well, uh, we're lazy and we don't think for ourselves. I, um. <laughs> I, I noticed that and I was like, wait, cause here's the thing. Like I'm a, once I'm up, I'm up kind of person. Like I wish I wasn't right. But like once my alarm goes off in the morning, unless I fully dedicate like 20 minutes to trying to fall back asleep, I'm just like awake. So it, it's funny cause I'll look at my girlfriend's phone and mm-hmm. she has like 905 910 915 920 9 every day or like you know whenever it needs to be like that's i would hate hearing my alarm that many times in one day right i i have so many that are set like are like specific like you should leave at this time you should arrive at this place at this time but that's because i'm late <laughs> i'm neurotic but like like i'll be in the middle of like going to like my same breakfast thing i get every day Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be sitting there in the middle of like talking to the person, like it just goes off. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what is your breakfast? Uh, well, uh, Very there's this like, know. this like health, uh, shake thing, like protein shake thing place, mm-hmm. um, which I've done pretty much every day for the last like year and a half or something now. Okay. And on top of like doing a lot of like working out and yada yada has helped me lose weight, but I'm not here to talk about losing weight, okay. <laughs> but it has helped. So I'm not going to mention right. the place by name because it's a pyramid scheme. And I know that, but, ah. <laughs> but it has worked. <laughs> okay. Is it like an herbal life type of thing? It might be. Okay. <laughs> it might Listen, be that. Who knows? I'm not going to say that there's herbal life products in my house. Just know that <laughs> my family is totally involved in that pyramid. Scheme. Right. Right. So this place, I, I think the same thing happened for, um, around you guys because there's like literally like a map of these places but like it's literally like skipping the whole like multi-level part where they're just like Mm. we're gonna have a storefront we're gonna sell the shit piece by piece for like four or five times percent of like what each like material cost is like a business would do but that's like the smartest way i've seen a pyramid scheme go about because they literally like the the guy that we go to he has a group that has like five or six different ones within the town and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, so they're all just like doing their fucking grind, and I get it. And yeah. like I said, it's it's definitely a scheme, but they're they're yeah. kind of making it work. Like so good for them. And I've never once had them try to sell me shit besides the shit they're giving me because the line that separates like organized crime from mm-hmm. like pyramid scheme slash you know avon right. and all that sure. <laughs> very small line very well, faint line <laughs> i think that any job that has a ladder is a relative pyramid scheme <laughs> yeah like As a a literal peri- there's literal <laughs> tiers that you're describing to me here right right yeah well if you look at it like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> there's five people at the bottom then there's three then there's two then there's one you're literally a pyramid yeah i'm actually above the one at this point <laughs> yes, as someone who has been on both sides of the pyramid scheme, I can confirm that, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. How would you like uh, to become your own girl boss, honestly, though? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you're still working in 9 to 5? That's cute. <laughs> That's how I catch people, man. I catch them coming out of very depressing places. Public <laughs> libraries, uh, Denny's at, like, 10 a.m. Yeah. Um, It's great. It's a great recruiting grounds. If anyone's listening... And you're you're involved in a pyramid scheme, and you're trying to recruit people. I'm telling you, man, Denny's is where it's at. Anyone coming out of an Arby's, you got them. You got them. <laughs> I um. So there's an Arby's right next to my like apartment, and there's an Arby's that was like right next to the shop that I started at. Mm. Um, and my like boss would like want to get Arby's like once to three times a week or something like that. And mm. I've never not had diarrhea to Arby's. <laughs> it's the horsey sauce. It's gotta be. Well, who knows um so like i like two years ago or so said i am never gonna eat like arby's again for like new year's resolution bullshit stuff mm-hmm. that's the only resolution i've ever kept and wow and I, feel, I mean that's a pretty I, big resolution pretty good about it <laughs> some would say your life got significantly better after you stopped eating arby's yeah like i don't even have any qualms with like any other fast food place like i'm like yeah mcdonald's is trash but like the only place that is consistently wrecking me yeah, is yeah. Uh, they got the meats, man. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Are you vegan as well? Um, I am not. Um, I've been eating vegan stuff more often to mm-hmm. accommodate a little bit, as well as like just to broaden my horizons. But like this week, I've like accidentally been vegetarian. Like, okay. I was like, I'm going to take the, the non-meat option, but I still have been having like cheeses and stuff. Um, but like... It just makes it easier, and it's also more exploratory because, like, I like eating food and trying new things. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm accidentally whatever the opposite is. Yeah. Of vegan. Yeah. I'm just like, oh no, thing. Like, here's the thing. Yeah. I could totally not eat red meat for the rest of my life. Right. I have like this weird fascination with chicken. Mm-hmm. I might be able to let chicken go. It's the seafood. It's the oh, seafood yeah. that kills me. I think like, I think it was literally the last episode you guys were talking about it. But yeah. I, I've been thinking about it too because I was, um, again, last episode. So um, I love like a crab boil kind of thing because I just oh, fucking yeah. love potatoes and I love just like corn, Cajun, everything. Like if it literally didn't even have the crab or shrimp in it, I could just do the like literally like the bag of fucking corn in Old Bay and I'd be pretty cool with it. Yeah, no, I lived in New Orleans on and off for like eight years total. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, crawfish boils and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and here's the thing, like, everyone loves the crawfish, right? For I sure. go for like the corn, the potatoes, and the sausage. And what 
some people will do for like crawfish boils they'll take the whole cloves of garlic and just throw it in there oh yeah and then when you take them out it's basically got like a mashed potato consistency with all the flavor from everything else um and if you gave me like a loaf of french bread or cuban bread and i had a bunch of that garlic i could probably kill Mm -hmm. an entire loaf by myself i'm not even gonna right yeah yeah so mostly at this point i'm like mostly just like trying to be like plant-based intentions but okay. not like punishing myself for doing things like, oh, I am going to have this chicken sandwich or something like that. Chicken is the superior protein. It, it is. So agree, like, man. like such a diverse bird. For sure. There's only a few places here that are like, um, like vegan options more than just mm-hmm. like, here's a fucking salad. Um, or right. Here is <laughs> one piece of bread. Um, but um, we bread get like, egg in it. Yeah. We get Indian food a lot. And there's like this like chicken tikka masala is just like, oh, I'm a and, huge fan of Indian food. and Vindaloo as well. Um, yeah. But it's just like, I'm like, they need a better like vegetarian option for me specifically that is Vindaloo. Because otherwise it's just a lot of mushrooms, which makes me again, I, I, I don't know why I'm going to talk about this so much, but so yeah. stinky <laughs> at the very yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like I have a weird like aversion to mushrooms. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a very food centric episode, yeah. <laughs> um, which I like them in on pizza mm-hmm. when they're like really, really like well baked. Yes, and then I don't eat steak too mm-hmm. much, but I've ordered steaks before that come with like this mushroom sauce, mm-hmm. and I like it. I like mushrooms like that, but other than that. I'm like very hit or miss with uh with mushrooms, which right. is weird. Um, same thing. Well, all of us can get the fuck out of my life. I I there's only like one food that I truly hate. Right. I mean, I can go to any restaurant anywhere and find something good to eat. I am not a picky meat eater by any means. Mm-hmm. I don't know why olives are just like the thing. They're just me. they're just a nothing. They're like a salty like uh, kind of thing. Like they have no place in anything. They're not helping anything. Yeah, in fact, it makes it worse, in my opinion, like, if I order hummus and they put olives <laughs> in it, I'm like, well, you took a good thing, yeah, and then you ruined it. You it's like, it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you took, like, a taco, yeah. and then you just decided to drop it in the dirt, you know, yeah, so it's ruined now. There's no saving this. <sighs> God, I hate olives. It's right. Weird. I don't even know what that would be for me. It used to be mushrooms. Um, and then I started cooking for myself because um, in between uh, Kelsey and I, I was dating somebody for a long time who was the uh, the cook of the house and stuff. And I okay. forgot how to essentially cook for myself. So I want to keep like plugging random bullshit, but like... Oh, we uh, plug yeah, all sorts of stuff. I know, but uh, <laughs> like I was doing like HelloFresh so I could like learn how to cook mm-hmm. again and stuff like that. And like I was, again, trying to stay mostly plant-centered um for whatever reason i've just been like kind of stuck on it mm-hmm. um and like most of them are like oh it's just gonna be mushroom sweet potato and some other shit and it's like good but then I'm yeah just, i'm just like i'm just gonna just trust this like i've been doing like a whole process of like just like i used to like take everything off like if there was like a random burger or something i'm like take this that and whatever off mm-hmm. and then instead i'm like it's intended to be this way so i'm gonna try it at least first as how it's intended and then do that that's um, good. That makes you more open-minded. Yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. Um, use offer code GDP3 on your first uh, HelloFresh order to get 25% off. For sure. Um, no, we're not sponsored by HelloFresh. But maybe. Yeah. 
Do you think they, they have hear tracking? this and they're like, wow, like I have also used a HelloFresh product. This is not a sponsorship. Um, and it, they're pretty good. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Our problem was that we kind of went overboard with them. Mm-hmm. We ordered a lot of them yeah. at once. And this was right around the time that the pandemic had first started. Oh, yeah. And Mia's little sister was actually visiting us when the pandemic hit. And then she couldn't go back home. So she was living with us for like two months. I don't really know exactly how long it was. It could have been shorter, it could have been longer, but we had the HelloFresh coming to the house. Pretty good, yeah. I will say. I've yeah, done it's, many it's of them. Like during the pandemic and stuff, was like nice just to not have to think about like going to the grocery store and stuff like that, or even exactly. like being creative with your meals. Like it's like here's all of this in perfect portions. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, because we used to get like the blue aprons, mm-hmm. the blue apron. It was pretty cool because all we did was keep the res- the the recipe card, and you're like, oh, I can just buy these ingredients. I never have, but I can. Yeah, um, can. <laughs> yeah, I have the book. I have several cookbooks. Um, all of which, like, when you go to open, you have to like use your upper body strength because yeah. that's how little they've been opened because yeah. they're so stiff. Um. But yeah, HelloFresh was nice because I'm like, yeah, just put this shit in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what is this? Chicken tiki masala? Cool. Oh, uh, God, I always mix this up. So not even that. Freshly, I think. The other one. Whatever the... So. Whichever one is the one I actually have to cook and not the like Blue Apron noise. and so, uh, I want to sure. say... Who am I we got to find out. And maybe one or all three of these places should sponsor us so that we get it right. I'm just going to throw that out there. It was HelloFresh. Um, okay. But yeah, it's like full cooked things. Like, I mean, not full. You cook them um, right. from scratch. It, they prepackage the ingredients for you yes. and devil- deliver it to you in one convenient package Fantastic. with easy to follow instructions. Wonderful. Using code GDP4, um, you can get 10% off your first order. Sponsor the show, please. I'm literally giving it to you at this point. I I've like, used it. Garrett's used it. Yeah. If I've used it, it's got my, my like, seal of approval kelsey liked it but they have like less vegan options so use uh purple carrot maybe no green chef that's the one that has vegan options they also sponsor them yes yeah so (laughs) balls in your court uh food service people (laughs) they'd be like no i think we're gonna go out of our way to not sponsor your show right like thanks appreciate it yeah no i i really enjoyed it because i kind of always cooked kind of Mm -hmm. I don't mean like I always cook. No, I mean, I've always known how to cook because I didn't really have an option. Right. The last two or three people that I was seeing before Mia weren't Mm. really cooking people. Yeah. And I'm Spanish and we're cooking people. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take this over. Like I consider myself someone that if I lived somewhere where there was not, you know, fast foods or restaurants around that I could make stuff happen, mm-hmm. you know, in the house. I'm fairly confident in that. Um, I'm not going to starve, which is nice. It's yeah. always a good thing in your life. Yeah, that was like my main thing is I just wanted to be self-sufficient because like there's nothing that like makes me feel like more of like not even like a like a man or whatever like that, but just mm-hmm. like good internally than just doing things that I could have went and done or mm-hmm. hired somebody to do and then I just did it. As minor as it was, because uh, you used to be like a like did like maintenance for an apartment, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as minor as it was, there was just like a clog in our shower, um, and I was just like looked up real quick, like what should I do right here? And then, probably hair. <laughs> yeah, well, it was hair, and then I got like a specific plunger just to get like all the yep. extra gunk, and then like a snake, 
and stuff for anything like if it was still not going down. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I did that. I'm a man. There are <laughs> certain things that I wouldn't even say is like a man thing. Yeah, there are yeah, certain yeah. things that I truly believe everybody should know. Oh, for sure. Everybody should know how to unclog a toilet. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everybody should know how to change a tire. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody should know. I'm just going to throw this out there. Put on deodorant. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> should know that. Okay. Those are like universal truths that I believe. I'm not. Yeah. I'm still working on the deodorant thing. Kelsey's been putting it on for me. So it has been yeah. pretty, pretty stinky been while, couple of days. While you sleep, she just like <laughs> catches you. Yeah. I'm an arms up sleeper anyway. So it works. I am as well, but that's from past trauma. Uh-huh. I have like to be accessible to what's behind my bed at all. Well, times, I feel like know? that's like the opposite to that. Cause I feel like you're not guarding your like soft mid range or your throat. So like, I feel like this is like, I'm sure of what's behind me. Yeah. I'm going to like do what I need to do. <laughs> I'm going like, to be honest. Most of me is soft. So yeah. I'm not, there's not, you know, if you caught me off guard, that's it. You might as well, you might as well just kill me. <laughs> I'm gonna <Right>. be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't like to take chances. Mm-hmm. I, have a paranoia because my house has been broken into before and when i mean broken into i mean like i came home from work put my key in the door and my door literally fell down oh jeez kicked the front door open basically it was a rush job so you know amateurs right. um they grabbed stuff basically whatever they found it looked like it had value to it and mm-hmm. then ran out the door like they disconnected my playstation from my bedroom upstairs but left it downstairs on the couch um they took my guitar at the time um, a bunch of my shoes. I had I had a small watch collection back then, like maybe like six or so watches. But were the was it the quantity or the size of the watches that was small? Both. Okay. <laughs> you know, six <laughs> watches or so. But the thing is, like, not like watches that you see at those little like round tables when you go to like Sears. You yeah. know, no, those these are the ones. Yeah, you these aren't like crazy. You know, like I'm not. I didn't have a collection of grand Seikos or anything like that. Um, And then I forgot what else they took. They took my dad's camera and a few other things, but yeah, I, so ever since then I've developed a paranoia that causes me to like take overly cautious steps and right. You know, and I mean, it all makes sense. Like, yeah. Learn traumas. Hooray. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes trust me. Sometimes paranoia is a good thing. Oh Yeah. Does the ice maker come on at 3 a.m.? And then I'm like running through the house with like scopes and lights and stuff. Like, well, I've got like the opposite, like where I've never, like, I've lived in the country for a long time. And then even Mm -hmm. like when I first moved into like the city that is our city, like, it's nothing like (laughs) a a crazy mecca or anything like that. But like, I like, I wouldn't lock our door. I like left my car unlocked. I've had my car broken into once, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was unlocked. (laughs) <laughs> and the only thing they took was my my taser and i had like a master sword replica so they are okay. armed now <laughs> yeah they're, they're armed. i was like what it looks more... like they've won this round <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh now what you need to do is get another master sword uh replica i know and then you know make it like have an electrical current run through it at all times so when they go to grab it you know mm-hmm. it like shocks them <laughs> the good old you know the classics the old shock and stab <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's like stab someone with a blade that's just covered in lemon juice because it's gonna yeah. like hurt and it's also gonna sting really badly yeah in gaming news didn't uh 
No more heroes. Uh, that god tier transition. Uh, I think so. Uh, here's the thing: I never played any of them. No more heroes games. Um, I always really dug the art style. Though. Yeah. In fact, I think I have like an art mini book for is it is it called Travis Strikes Again? Mm-hmm. Um, that one. And I don't remember how I got it. I think I got it at it. the GameStop that I used to go to in New Orleans. I knew a few of the people who worked there. And what I would do is, you know, on their monitors, they usually have like little figures and stuff that aren't for sale. They're just like stuff right. that comes into the store. And I would just take one every time. Mm-hmm. And on my way out, I was like, oh, it's a simple moment. I grabbed it. It's a little art book for Travis Strikes again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this art style, I can dig it. But I never played any of the games. Right. So that, that game, the original No More Heroes, came out at the same time as this one, like, mad world thing which is like this like fucking chainsaw slash and gash thing i definitely remember mad world um and like at the time because i'm a nintendo boy for the most part that i had not like we can say man you're yeah. a nintendo man no <laughs> uh nintendo uh nerd <laughs> there you go i just like uh doing repeated letters i guess i can't even think of the word um anyways um they were like the first like m games coming out for the wii and I was just like, oh, am I ready for this? And yeah. I did not touch them until um, I need to get the, I need to like start the series because I've just been going down like nostalgia roads lately mm-hmm. and not just like actually like progressing in like being a current gamer, I guess. <laughs> Which I'm going to be honest, I hate the what seems like the industry and the fandoms mm-hmm. need to play everything current sure. all the time. I'm like a take my time type of person. Like there's, unless it's a franchise that I really like, like the last of us, like, yeah, I played that day one. Right. But there's so many games like that. I, they were like one of the most popular games that came out for their year or for their time. Like I never played the Witcher three or at least in any capacity that mattered. I played it for like, maybe 35 45 minutes there was like a million and one quests and i'm like all right yeah i can i can go back to this um but yeah that that sort of thing always kind of bothered me it's like what do you mean you're not playing this i was like yeah no i kind of just play what i want i know that sounds weird but right no i like i get it because like again nintendo guy um so like i i never like did too much of like the first person shooters or any of the online anything for the most part Beyond, mm-hmm. like, I guess, like, some Smash or something. Um, or so, like, Eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was there, a gold, like, a GoldenEye, like, online community? Um, I don't know. If gold... That's, that's going to be mean, the next... There, uh, there's got to be. I'm sure that someone found a way to do there. it. <laughs> I dare someone to go back. You know, a lot of people have nostalgia for GoldenEye. Yeah. I dare I dare you. Not you specifically. The yeah. collective you. <laughs> go back and play GoldenEye. See how playable that game is. I played oh. it. I played it years after its release because, again, my friend was like very nostalgic for it, and I yeah. I liked it then enough. I mean, it's like big old polygons, but like I don't care. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just saying the fact that it's a first person shooter with one thumbstick, <laughs> and then you had to use the little yellow arrows to move around, and it's 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 great to see how far we've come mm-hmm. like i like to think that a lot of stuff should be universal right like x should always be jump sure you know unless you're playing dying light which is yeah. fine whatever's at the bottom of the d-pad or the it, control pad i guess exactly and then to the one right to, to the right of that it should always be back nintendo does the thing where it's opposite where 
the one at the bottom of the d-pad is back and the one on the right is Mm -hmm. there i hate that because everyone else i say microsoft and sony kind of both agreed like down is accept right is back but we're not going to get into the minutiae of why nintendo does what nintendo do nintendo yeah (laughs) there's something there um yeah so you you mentioned that so are do you consider yourself to be like a primary nintendo player Um, at at least at least on like where my money has gone throughout the years um majoritively has gone to like nintendo stuff i have a a really shitty legend of zelda tattoo is like one of my first tattoos so like i have really shitty mario tattoos so (laughs) don't feel bad hell yeah um but like yeah i just like i've always like like action adventure and platformers so that's always been like my mainstay um but i've been like feeding into nostalgia lately like i said and i got like a ps4 because um i started dating kelsey and i had to make sure that i have plenty to do and talk about that was like (laughs) what is it a prerequisite yeah i mean requirement (laughs) um and like the the greatest thing for me has been like the i think it's playstation now or whatever like that which is essentially just like a full-on yeah. emulator for me where i'm yeah. like i've been as she's mentioned before i've been going like through like slight booper i have like plans to go through like the ratchet and clank stuff but again it's just me just doing those like mainline titles of stuff i've already done and yeah. but it just feels good it feels it does like, yeah i just i'm not focused on anything i'm not stressed about anything um but you know <laughs> there is a very satisfying feeling for like, for instance, there's this new game that came out recently on PlayStation called Kenna. I think it's called Bridge of Spirits. Okay. And a lot of people said this is the ble- the best PlayStation 2 game ever. Yeah. PlayStation 2 was really good at, like, here is these, like, third-person 3D platformers. Mm-hmm. The difficulty's not, you know, crazy, crazy high. They're mm-hmm. relatively straightforward. Good writing, but not only that, they're just fun. Mm-hmm. right ratchet and clank was just fun to right. play and i know it's weird because we're talking about video games and video games should be fun but like for instance like the last of us part two like phenomenal game in my top five favorite games of all time mm-hmm. that game was not fun for me to play <laughs> because you don't really play that game to have fun i know that sounds so weird but like you're playing it for the story and the experience right. and the gameplay. But there was moments in that game, without getting into any spoilers, where I had to put the controller down. I was like, I don't want to do what the game is wanting me to do because I'm so invested in these characters. And that's the first time I've ever had that experience. Right. But I mean, that's what they want at this point. Like, they, it's gone beyond, like, well, let's, like, make them have fun. It's like, let's have them have, like, actual emotional responses to everything. Oh, yeah. Um, whether that just be pure aggression because it's just, like, so stupid difficult or... Um, like you know investing you way too much into a character and then choosing to either a not do what you want them to do right or like because like those those things like i hear a lot of like the complaints about like um like the last of us and stuff like that is like there's like this moral quandary um where ellie at like sometimes it's just like we can't be like killing people and then like moments before like she's like literally just like murdering these people who have families and everything but like but as soon as we get to the cutscene, we get derailed into this like different moral background and stuff like that but that's again that's again the minutia of it yeah Um. (laughs) one of the one of the things that kind of floats around games media and the games industry 
is that like Uncharted are like super fun games. It's kind of like a modern day Indiana Jones, Mm -hmm. but Nathan Drake is like one of the most notorious serial killers of all time. Cause by the end of his wacky adventure, he's (laughs) killed like 458 people. (laughs) Like, and that's just the first game. So yeah, those those moments are kind of, you know, I, I, but here's the thing. I'm a person that likes a little bit of both. Right. Like, I like those deep, compelling narrative stories where you're invested in characters and you feel like you either are the character, you feel what they're going through. And then I like games where I can just shut my fucking brain off and just, you know, just do mindless stuff or Mm -hmm. just, I'm like, oh, here's this, you know, I think it was 2016's Ratchet and Clank that was kind of like the reboot. Was that the Nexus one or something? No, it was just called Ratchet and Clank. Um, But it was they kind of called it a reboot but it wasn't really a reboot but it was basically like hey if you've never played a ratchet and clank game before you can get into this one because it's kind of like a refresh like a refresh point um in that game which is just fucking beautiful Mm -hmm. um i was like oh these characters are cool and i'm having fun like there's a little bit of everything here you know i'm not crying because like ratchet you know lost clank or something i'm not that invested but i i like to play every part of the spectrum i'm like hey yeah sometimes sometimes you just gotta you know shut your brain off right and i like i said i i am full smooth brain all pudding all the time just because of the fact that i just i have enough emotions and anxiety throughout my day that i literally just want to like i'm not like trying to to do like the the fox news violent video games to like take out my frustration or something like that right um but i just like i just i don't want to have a full escapism but just like literally like hamster on a wheel like i'm doing something something that's yeah. not like against me right now <laughs> yeah it's i try, and by the way i always hate the video games yeah obviously because <laughs> i'm like Okay, but you could literally replace the word video game with anything. Or mm-hmm. Beast cause violence. Well, they music they, cause violence. They do it every time. They even did that with, like books. Like as soon as like books became commonly available, like yeah. they're just like people are more violent now. Like, yeah. like well, you know, they also say that um, um, ice cream sales are correlated with violence um, because like people are more violent in the summer because it's hot and people are just more irritable in general. Which is True. also okay. when ice cream sales come up. Which I don't know why. Uh, it always comes up with uh, ice cream whenever I'm nearby, apparently. <laughs> that is a very interesting correlation. I never would have thought of that. Correlation, but not causation kind of thing. Yeah, like one doesn't really have to do with the other, but just so you know, there's a pattern. Yeah, well, I mean, there are some people that, you know, like I said, do view it as that. But again, you can also look at that as like, these are like somewhat of a straw man argument thing like it's not this because of that it's this and there's also that kind of thing exactly like they're not mutually exclusive Mm -hmm. like that's why i'm gonna be honest i think i've said this before on the show but the whole reason that our show was called the gaming disorder podcast was when the world health organization came out and dubbed gaming disorder Mm -hmm. an actual thing like an actual illness i thought it was like the most absurd thing i heard and they're like oh does does your child or person in your life play more than like six hours video games a week and i'm like how many of those people look at their phone for more than six hours a day right or watch tv for more than six hours yeah i mean it's kind of ridiculous to specify this one thing right i think it's just a 
it's an overall like person thing. We want something that's not the real world if we have it available to us. Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm all in. Like I said, I just thought it was kind of ridiculous because I'm like, okay, so where's movie disorder? Where's right. music disorder? Where's you know? There's social disorder. Cell phone disorder. <laughs> like where where's all of that? Um, and that's that's how the origin of why I called the show what it was called because yeah. I'm like, no, I'm kind of gonna like, kind of gonna take this back. You know, I'm gonna take this thing. Not, I mean, not like we have this grand platform, right. but you know. I mean, one I'm day, like, oh, maybe who knows? Yeah, I'm gonna take Kelsey told me that she met one of the fans of the show at the show that she went right. to in Alabama. Right. I was gonna talk about it, but I like also wanted to like let her because she actually had the experience and stuff. Right. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I was like super proud for her and like of yeah. her and stuff like that. Like, I could tell how excited she was, and I'm not gonna lie. I was like, wow, this is the first time it's happened. This is a milestone. Yeah, and not even like nearby. Like it was like a friend of hers or something like that. Like it was in like, a different state. Yeah hours away close to you but still yeah well i'll be and well i'm not gonna disclose my location where i'll be for the next two months after i leave here but um i'm gonna be in alabama just know that um <laughs> somewhere person, George somewhere is in, in alabama, alabama. <laughs> exactly be warned <laughs> um yeah i thought that was awesome um did you have I, like a little bit of like a starlit moment like it's happening here it's we happened. are. I'm too this famous. This is the first time. Yeah, it's like <laughs> now, now she can never go outside again because she's too, she's too uh, mainstream. I was worried for yeah. like a split second because of like the the slightly protective boyfriend um, thing. I was just like, were they fucking weird or like? <laughs> I'm not gonna but lie. They were super nice. So <laughs> I had the same thought because I was like, wait, if this person listens to the show, they and follow they you on social media. <laughs> Right. Not to call this person out, but again, she said very nice. So if you're listening, awesome. if you're uh, uh, on our Patreon, our Patreon, yeah, uh, thank, thank you, you. for uh, <laughs> if you for recognizing on, Kelsey right? in public and you know not yeah, not being, being weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, in front of the star that is Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, the mascot of the Gaming Disorder podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that's a fantastic. That is a fantastic experience. Oh, God, I can't wait. I made these stickers for the show, and mm-hmm. every time I go through, like, drive through windows or the ATM at the bank, like, I stick one where you have to, like, look. Like, yeah. I stick it over the camera for the ATM. Oh, jeez. Um, and it's funny because I see them at places where I forgot they were. Like, yeah. Wendy's, like, 35 minutes from where I live has one still. That's awesome. Um yeah, I need to make more stickers. Right. But I want to make them with the updated logo. I love, listen, I'm a huge fan of stickers. You are obviously in the tattoo industry. Mm-hmm. My um, brother-in-law is in the tattoo industry. Mm-hmm. And the amount of, like, tattoo shop stickers and flash piece stickers that I have, like, I literally have, a like, a binder just right. full of stickers. Do you not, like, stick them on anything and just, like, have stickers? <laughs> Here's the thing. I know this is going to sound weird for a 30-year-old adult <laughs> to say, I love stickers, right? right. Like, I, I'm i a huge fan of them as, like, promotional materials, but some of them are just so goddamn cool right. that I'm like, I don't want to, like, oh, what if I put it on my computer and then my computer breaks and now I don't have mm-hmm. this sticker anymore? So, like, I put stickers all over everything. One, um, day, the thing is, one day you're going to find the thing for it. Like, yeah. get, get, like, one, like, random plexiglass, like, piece and then just 
just sticker the shit out of it, and then you can just like literally like screw that into the wall and bring that places with you. On one of the art pieces that I have, the same person who did the Flash mm-hmm. made stickers, and I actually put them behind, mm-hmm. and it's a double sided frame. So if oh, I yeah. wanted to flip it, you could see all this <laughs> other stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm very uh, partial to stickers. Cool stickers, not just bullshit stickers. Yeah, Come on, obviously. step it up. Well, I, I just printed my first, like, stickers for myself because I've always, like, made some for, like, the shop and stuff. Because they don't really have, like, a huge yield for me business-wise. It's more just, like, for friends yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's this, like, stupid, like, tiger in a cowboy hat. And it's 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 very, yeah. like, representative of myself, I feel like. But I tiger finally, like, yeah. the other day was, like, the first time I saw it, like, in the wild and stuff. Like, some person carrying their water bottle that I've never even tattooed or anything like that. I'm just like, cool, there's my yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a a sense of like branding. I did graf- Yeah. I allegedly did graffiti. <laughs> it's it's at some point and I yeah, had there, there was a, a can in your hand and you were somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I made basically what I did was and people can call it whatever they want, but I made a stencil. Mm-hmm. And that stencil was kind of like my tag and I would just carry like a like fucking can of Krylon, you know. Yeah. I was particular to purple. But I would just <laughs> hit a spot and then boom kind of always carry it with me mm-hmm. and sometimes i forget and i'm at somewhere and i'm like oh shit i did that <laughs> um so that that feeling of quote-unquote seeing it in the wild i can you know oh you yeah know, what's, nice what's weird about like um graffiti and related whatever you want to call it street art now mm-hmm. um is uh, i guess two things so like in the tattoo industry a lot of people's like intro into like art and stuff like that is a little bit more mm-hmm. crass and in, in the yeah. respect that like it is like graffiti or just like whatever they can get a hold of kind of thing. Um, And that's something that I completely missed, which is why I also hate doing like script pieces and stuff like that. Or like some of my my favorite tattooers ever, like that's where they started or still continue. Like um, there's a dude, um, it's a sacred crow on Instagram or Emmanuel Mendoza. And he like does these like little like freight cars, like Mm -hmm. little like model freight cars. And he like just does like these like, cool ass like skulls and like the wildest lettering you've ever seen just like a full like side tag thing on it yeah and i'm like i wish i could like do shit like that but i don't i've completely missed that point for my like my own artistic mind yeah it's crazy because i i'll see like there's this guy ben grillo Mm -hmm. and he does these like i kid you not like quarter size tattoos yeah and they look so goddamn good and a lot of people get them like on their fingers or on their knuckles and stuff or on, sure. like, on their thumb. And when I say that, I don't mean like, oh, here's this like heart. No, it's yeah. like like portrait a tiger head. Or something yeah, like. it's like a tiger head or here's like, an, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just I'll have to send you some stuff. But I, I love seeing that because a lot of people have like their different fortes. Yeah. And. I'm always like, what a cool thing for like someone to be into. Like there is an artist that I follow who really has like a fascination with like only using like four colors. Yeah. Red, green, like black and yellow, Mm -hmm. but do all sorts of different designs, animals, people, and it just looks good. Yeah. You know, and I'm not that artistic. Right. That's why I have a fascination with it. If someone was able to be like, oh, this is going to be my thing. You mm-hmm. know, this is going to be my little whatever. 
Um, I always love that because, like I said, I'm not. I kind of used to draw, but like I never really did anything super great. Right. Um, so just seeing what people can do, it, it it's always impressed me, and I've always right. been kind of like jealous. Like, damn, I wish I could do that. Well, I mean, like with anything, it's it's a honing because like I can yeah. look at the stuff that I did in high school and I felt cool about it then, and if I look at it now, I'm like, oh, that's the fucking worst thing I've ever seen. Um, and I can even look at the stuff from like two, three years ago. Like, like if it's like my own like personal things, I'm like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do this. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just like anything to be mastered has to be learned, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, um, I, I let's, let's talk about your, your career then. Cause obviously sure. you're a tattoo artist <laughs> at, um, is it Black Anvil? Uh, right now, yes. I'm actually transferring to um, Permanent Legacy Tattoo, which is a private studio here. Okay. Um, it was like supposed to be a temporary thing. Uh, a couple of my friends worked there and stuff like that. I was just like in between places for a moment. Um, okay. But it's a great place to be in between. Um, but still. What, what tattoo are you absolutely tired of doing? Um... Well, like I, I've gotten to a point in my career where I'm pretty much like doing what I want to pretty consistently. Um, there's like the things I like will refuse to do at this point because I can, which is Mm -hmm. like a lot of like religious imagery, which not even like to like hate on religious stuff, just like stairways to heaven kind of thing. It's just like a nightmare. Um, a lot of just like anything like softer black and gray stuff. It's just not like what i'm good at so mm-hmm. like i'm like this guy's great go to him and yeah do awesome um and i don't know i just like the tattoo so i don't really like yeah. care that much and until like like so like the beginning of my career first like two years like i was like at a pretty walk-in heavy shop so there'd be a lot of like really simplistic line designs stuff like that like simplistic in like design nature right not, not in execution where it's like, right. oh, I want this like little crescent moon on my ribs, um, which sounds really simple, but it's two right. mostly perfect circles on a very shitty area. Yeah. So I'm like shitting my pants for like the, the five minutes it took me, but I'm just like losing my goddamn mind. And somebody out there has some of the worst fucking tattoos from me because of that stuff. <laughs> it's funny because I was speaking with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and he most of my tattoos are done in like american traditional mm-hmm. he's like, a great christian correct great christian yes yes what up greg um so mad he's gonna he's here i think in jacksonville right now tattooing oh, yeah. out of Inksmith and rogers which is like the shop that i want to go to the most that i like one of the ones that i just haven't been to yet in jacksonville you said in jacksonville yeah sick and <laughs> and then i think he's gonna be back at dallas um sometime this this week and we're passing jacksonville when we drive up to alabama and i'm like i hope that he's there because it'd be cool to just pop in bust out like a quick you know like 30 45 minute tattoo and then just keep going but i was talking with a friend of mine and he has like two tattoos one of which is like this old pirate ship Mm -hmm. done in black and gray and he's like, yeah, man, you know, I'm just like a, I like things that look real. Right. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's totally, that's totally fine. Like you don't, I have the style that I like to have done and mm-hmm. you have the style that you have to do. But the thing was, there was like the, 
almost like the derogatory like thought process of it it's like oh because this design looks so simple <laughs> like he it was almost like he was looking down on it but right. i didn't really get into that conversation with him i was like look just because the design is that simple that's why it's in my opinion like harder to do because mm -hmm. any inconsistency or error in it is going to throw the whole thing off oh, meanwhile sure. you have this really intricate wooden ship and you have like blown out lines and you can't tell because there's so much going on there but sure. you know I was like, that's not a conversation you're ready to have yeah i don't, I don't um, think I, I don't think that i'm allowed to have it <laughs> uh but yeah like i mean like yeah if i have like because i do a lot of really like bold line traditional and neo-traditional stuff if i yeah. have something that's just like not my favorite line it might not even be like a bad thing it like just has like a little fucking wiggle that's the mm. only thing i'm going to see the entire time like yeah. until the day i die every time i look at it like i'm like cool so i try not to ever look at my stuff but um but yeah like there's nothing to hide behind and that like this like the the relative simplicity is just like in the amount of like you know like the the time and like the minute details and stuff like that but like to have that like accomplished and well especially mm -hmm. um is definitely not like something that's just like like i have friends like um kelsey's like roommate rachel and stuff she mm -hmm. like does like a lot of like like realism and illustrative like like neo-traditional stuff and everything like that but she said like she's like i have no idea how to simplify my stuff down to be like a traditional tattoo without feeling like it's like lying about being a traditional tattoo so yeah. like it's like you can always like tell but like there there are those few people like there's this dude like dj tamby who's like mm. uh, he's like the fucking like ink master on the show and whatever like that basically mm. but like he's like so variant of like doing like literally like you said like micro portraits all the way to like the yeah. coolest like traditional and japanese traditional stuff ever um and that's just <laughs> if that's your jam then that's cool but like I yeah <laughs> all for like i don't think that Nothing is like greater than or lesser than, in my opinion, in the tattoo world. It's just boils down to tastes. Same with like music and everything. Yeah, like that. it's like almost like you can't really compare. Except I hate when people will try to do that. Now here's the thing: like I, I had to get a few bad tattoos before I knew what a good yeah, yeah, me tattoo too. was. <laughs> and when I say good, I mean like executed well. Yes, not just good. And like I have. I had to get like five bad tattoos before I knew what like good tattoos were. And that's because right. my brother-in-law, his dad is the owner of the tattoo museum and factory lucky supply in oh, Florida. Yeah. yeah. And his whole career as an adult has been building tattoo machines. Right. And through him and hanging out. Is at... that, that's sorry. No, that's not rich. Mm -hmm. Rich has the one here in Ohio, I think rich mm -hmm. T. Um, mm -hmm. but but yeah, so I've been to the one in Ohio, but yeah, I've, when we when we come to see you, we'll we'll definitely go that way. Oh yeah, no, it's it's funny because he lives in Chicago now, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of great shops that I want to go to in Chicago. But mm -hmm. like through him and hanging out, because there, my sister's apartment with her husband mm -hmm. was literally across the street from the from Lucky Supply. Hell yeah! And I used to live well, I was staying with them for a while, but also I used to live like around the corner for a period and just hanging out with him like i met a lot of like really good tattoo artists who were just coming by to like see the museum mm -hmm. or hang out with jimmy who's his dad the owner of lucky supply and like i remember just being there 
and like seeing people come from the back be like yo here's this oh my god like i can't believe this person's here and i'm like and then slowly through that process like i started learning and like mm-hmm. seeing work and being like oh shit like this is what it's supposed yeah. to be because i remember you know? so like my experience with tattoos like nobody nobody in my family's tattoo we had like one friend who had this like tiger tattoo that i was like enamored with but mm. i i've since redone that tiger tattoo and i'm like why did i ever think this was cool this is the ugliest fucking tiger i've ever seen <laughs> um but like it's it's all about that exposure because like i remember the first tattoos i was seeing was like realism stuff and i'm like i don't really know about this shit and like yeah and then like the internet started happening and people like in the music industry had tattoos that i was seeing and stuff um and then i was just like getting some idea of what a tattoo is. And then, like you said, I got like four tattoos that were like pretty worthless. Um, yeah. Like they're not like the worst things ever, but like, they're just not like anything that I consider a good tattoo. Yeah. Um, which it led me into other avenues, which again, like is everything, but like, yeah. um, I don't know what my point is, but yeah, definitely. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a fair point. Cause you know, you talked about like musicians and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things is seeing like, I'm gonna be honest, mostly rappers. Yeah. All right. Mostly rappers. You got like millions of dollars Mm -hmm. and they'll post a picture like a tattoo. I was like, why is it done so poorly when you have more money than you know what to do with? Like you could have got a lot of people that a lot of people who are famous when they try, try to get tattooed, will try to use that fame as payment. They say, hey, yeah. this is what's happening. Like, yeah. there's uh, a woman who I work with, Skylar. Um, when she was back in New York, her, like, boss tattooed fucking Jake Paul. Um, like, Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Like, Okay, thank yeah, you. Not, thank not you. Sean Paul related or something. Not, it, um, I was going to say, well, I always get them confused because I don't know Jake if you Paul, heard the episode. The little boy. <laughs> the, the dude from Breaking Bad. Yes. Aaron Paul. Yes. So I thought it was three of them and I that wish. he was one of those three. Um, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I just, I, I'm just giving you a peek at how dumb my mind is. No, no, I don't remember names at all. And I hate that I remember Jake Paul so easily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like he was getting this like tattoo, like, and it was like going to be this whole like upper arm piece and everything. And it was like the, his whole payment was like, I'm going to shout you out. I'm going to shout shop out and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, whatever, man. It's already like a, a big shop so it's like i don't know why he was doing it he's tattooed like like pete davidson and stuff like that too um but like they they were there until like two in the morning because he kept changing his fucking mind and like everything like that he's like i listen dude like just do the fucking tattoo and like they finally got around to doing it and he's like and then he just like says like thanks to the guy like not even like the the at name his full name the shop he just says thanks and like it's like what the fuck? Yeah, that's such so. A but at least he do. got a good tattoo. But still, like people like to throw that around, and like I know that even if like it was like some random person that came in, um, that was like super famous, that I might be like, yeah, I'll tattoo him if it like be something cool. Like yeah, like here's the thing: it's like I, there's only like so many quote unquote celebrities that mm-hmm. I actually follow and like I'm like interested in because I'm not a big like following celebrities mm-hmm. type of person but there there's a few there's a few out there where i could be like oh okay if i did this and yeah you know that would be pretty cool but yeah i don't know why i was like ah and it's funny because i've seen like 
it's gonna be really try to hard. It's gonna be hard to describe this mm-hmm. because the person I'm referring to might or might not listen to the show and I'm not <laughs> trying to put them on blast, but well, just know that someone I, I know possibly anybody could be listening to the show. That's true. Sean Paul, if you're listening, <laughs> shout, you know, let me know. Um, but they got a tattoo of like a, you know, let's just call it nature. Mm-hmm. Use that generic term. And I'm, I have like a weird OCD now that, and I don't mean just for tattoos. I mean, mm-hmm. in general, this could be like for maintenance stuff. This could be for personal stuff mm-hmm. with lines. Yes. Like I'll be and when I say lines, I mean, even if I'm writing a letter and I messed up the line for like an F, I will scrap that whole sentence yeah. and just start over. It's it's like a compulsion sort of thing. And then learning how like good tattoo execution mm-hmm. is supposed to look and they're like yeah man it's it came out super great i'm like look dude if you're happy with it i'm happy for you that's what it's for like that's a similar thing um because like when people find out especially if it's like acquaintances or friends stuff like that like what do you think about this tattoo i'm like do you like it like that's that's what that's the first thing i go to is do you like it not what do i think because i don't have that tattoo And I don't want to ruin this tattoo for you. Yes, because well, like, be it's honest. not even beyond like what I've done. Like I'm not; they're not like showing it me my tattoo that I did. I'm like, oh yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, just anything. Like there, yeah. it was today at the the Herbal Life Shake place. Yeah, <laughs> she showed me. She's like, I waited a year for this guy, and like I'm finally gonna get tattooed by him. He does the best stuff, and I'm like, I don't want to lie. There's better people here in town. Right, that, like, like literally down the street. If you want me to recommend them instead, yeah. And here's the thing: it's like I never want to come off as like, yeah, pretentious. And I'm obviously not a tattoo artist. I just, like I said, I'm a really big fan of the industry, and through this like connection with my brother-in-law, like I learned a lot about like the history and like some of these mm-hmm. people who do just incredible stuff. Oh yeah. And I told him it's like someone coming home and being like this is the best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. And they, you know, just got back from Arby's. Oh yeah. Know? Not Arby's. If it and was then, a Wendy's chicken sandwich, I'd be like, okay, like, yeah, I can and see then why like, you think that. There's so much better. <laughs> there's so much better out there that you don't even, but you know, like I said, if can you, you hmm? complete side note, can you tell me what the best chicken sandwich you've ever had was? Are you talking about fast food or in general? In general. I just want to hear about it. <laughs> there is a place called Honey Butter Chicken Company in Chicago, Illinois. Spicy chicken sandwich, and they serve it on these like honey butter rolls. Mm. And they also <laughs> give you like these little um, things of bread that are like honeycombs that yeah. also comes with this stuff called honey butter. That is the best chicken sandwich I've had in my oh life. My God. If we're talking about fast food, the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Yes, obviously. That, yeah, they have the best spicy chicken sandwich. I have like that moral quandary with Chick-fil-A because I did love their spicy Mm -hmm. chicken sandwich, but the one from Wendy's is like, here's the problem. It, it's not really the best for me. Yeah. It's, it's more guilt free though, which tastes delicious. (laughs) Yeah. I know someone once told me you can't taste, um, bigotry and that might be why it tastes so good. But usually if I'm eating a spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's, it's like at 10 45 at night. 
right. paid like $16 for someone to bring it to me on Uber Eats. Oh, Jesus. It's it's a very dark place that I go to with the <laughs> Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. I have done that, but specifically for they have like the um, strawberry lemonades. And one time I just like really fucking wanted a strawberry lemonade while we were doing D&D. And I was like, I don't want to leave the middle of the campaign. So like, let me get this door dashed here. Fucking like $15, $16 for one lemonade. And I was like, not even a thought about it. I said, yeah, yeah. bring it here. <laughs> Some of the most, I was like, how did you spend $35 at McDonald's? Like how? And it's just like the delivery charge and the, the sur fee for like Uber mm-hmm. Eats. And I was like, wow, I could have. McDonald's is like literally like two blocks from my house. I could have just gone. But the thing is like, I didn't want to go to the garage and take my car out. There's and, there's a certain worth in that, you know, where it's and like, part of well, me during I didn't the pan- have to get up. <laughs> yeah. And during the pandemic, I was very much like worth going like, oh, here, let me. The pandemic really is what made me start using Uber Eats because a lot of people started resorting to like driving for Uber Eats and all those services. And I was like, oh, I don't mind, you know, helping people out. I don't mind paying a little bit extra. And you're really paying for the convenience of not having to leave your fucking house. And if I have the choice of not leaving my fucking house, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick it. Well, I mean, being from Florida during the pandemic um, versus like even Indiana, like didn't shut down too terribly much, but like. It didn't seem like from what I saw that like Florida did too terribly much of like a a shutdown. Like it was just like Oh, they tried. Yeah. <laughs> they did for a little bit and then for some reason everyone in Florida was like what pandemic? <laughs> but like even like here like all the food was still running slightly and everything like that and I was just started doing like all carry out. Because I don't, I, I like driving because like I'm a, I'm an anxious person and driving really like brings me like back to center a lot of times. Um, Same. So like that's been like the only thing that like like I, I used to love actually eating at a place and now I can't like even stomach it unless it's like a very specific couple places and stuff like that. Like I always feel like I'm just like being crushed by all the people around. Like not even like a social thing, but I'm just like I just want to be back home. I don't want to like. I already have enough social anxiety to be outside of this law. I'm reaching my limit. Yeah, Florida, when the pandemic hit, like, restaurants were closing down, like, Mm -hmm. closing down permanently. It sucks. There's this really great, I think, like, French fusion restaurant called Mm -hmm. Sage. Like, one of those, like, Anthony Bourdain-approved restaurants and stuff. And Mm -hmm. they had really good food there. They, like, shut down. And that place had been there for, like, years. Mm -hmm. Um. And then when things finally felt like they were starting to go back to normal, everyone in Florida just gave up. And they're like, nope, it's over. And then made it worse. And then now, because of our fucking slapdick governor, he's basically like, what pandemic? (laughs) So it's kind of like a war going on between people who believe scientists and then people who thought they heard something waiting outside of (laughs) T-Mobile. Is Florida very T-Mobile friendly? <laughs> you see, there's T-Mobile's pretty popular. <laughs> I have T-Mobile. <laughs> like, I don't even think about them. <laughs> yeah, no. Who Who's your cell phone provider? You you strike me as a Verizon type of person. I I, I just roll over and take what's given to me. It's Verizon. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, look, man. You sound like me during my 17th birthday. Hmm. It'd be cool if you were sponsored by T-Mobile. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Boost Mobile now, actually. Sorry. 
yeah, put more stuff out. <laughs> oh God, I used to, I remember, here's the thing. When I was doing some of the most scumbag stuff in my life, mm-hmm. um, I had Boost Mobile. Yeah, why not? It's when I'd strictly that or when I had a BlackBerry. Yeah. That's when I was doing like the most scumbag. No, I take that back. It was the sidekick where I was definitely doing like, like, why are you not in jail right now? <laughs> There's um, two different people that had like the sidekick, and that was like these like teenage like like scene girls and people who were supposed to be in jail, <laughs> not supposed to be done things that equate to them going to jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like. Statue of limitations has passed on this, I'm sure. Hopefully. And I'm not going to use a whole lot of information because I'm going to use the word allegedly. But I'd allegedly cut out people's screens on their backyards and just take whatever they had there. Like, I would allegedly steal really dumb shit like weed whackers and leaf blowers and, like, children's bicycles. But, like, I'd feel bad about that, so I'd bring it back. Yeah. Um, but then on my way back out, I'd steal something like, oh, here's this shovel. Like, I'm going to steal, you know um and then like throw it in a lake that's when, the worst part like not even sell it just geez, like i was gonna say did you start like a landscaping company or something no, no. <laughs> i know that we're kind of prone to that but no i remember just <laughs> at one point stealing this kid's bike and throwing it into a lake but that's because he kind of messed me over on a on a exchange that we were supposed to have right right um and then i remember at one point i like fished it out of the lake and i set up like this community bike chop shop in my best friend's house's backyard because he had a shed so i would have like this collection of bikes that i would just take and like take the wheels off of one and the handlebars and i would frankenstein like one bike together so it (laughs) one bike to rule them all (laughs) so it wouldn't be recognizable because one time i remember one of the alleged people that was affected by this well like i was riding down the the street with it and all i did was spray paint it black yeah that's it and i guess he was in the car with his brother and he's like hey that's my bike he yelled out of the truck so that's when i just basically dumped through it into a lake and then just hopped over the fence of an elementary school allegedly, allegedly. and then like ran and finally made it back to my house um because what's what what happened was once he saw that i dumped it into the lake he got out to try to fish it out of the lake which bought me enough time to allegedly get away yeah he'd rather have the bike than beat your ass so oh, he wouldn't have because i was like that's you're lucky you were with your brother and to yeah. be honest i've had my fair share of um scuffles scuffles thank you that's a great <laughs> word for it um brawls i wish i could say i've won all of them i uh but I will say this, I have won the majority, mm-hmm. and that includes being jumped by multiple people at the same time. Oh, yeah. I was also very scrappy. Like, yeah. I wasn't afraid to just fight someone in a parking lot. Like, there is, like, so I have a list of my favorite places <laughs> to allegedly fight. All right. Publix and Wendy's parking lots are prime locations for, for you know, for throwing down. Um, do you have do you have like a bucket list of where you'd like to fight at? at yes, all? I. No, I'm not <laughs> even joking when I tell you I 100 percent do because I think I made a Twitter post. Let's see. Now this is this is how you can tell this is not planned because I'm going to read the date to you, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's before we even talked about you being on the show. Sure. So let's see. This is if Twitter would load faster. This was from August 29th. So. 
almost a whole month ago. Yeah. I want to fight someone at an Arby's while G-Unit's <laughs> I Want to Get to Know You plays in the background. Fuck yeah. That is a real life. <laughs> and I think I want to fight at all the parking lots of my favorite fast food places. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the, cool. What's the worst fast food place to fight at? I feel like it has to be like a Chick-fil-A. Because like, for one, there's hundreds of people there always. Um, mm. And then just like also like whatever whatever god they have is looking down at you at the moment and you're just the worst person ever you are here's the thing <laughs> it might either be the worst place to fight or the best place to fight yeah, because obviously. i think everyone's on the same wavelength at chick-fil-a of like chick-fil-a is kind of like the cop yeah of the fast food world which it just feels like everyone's on their best behavior there mm-hmm. like i've never seen some shady shit go down at a chick-fil-a not at all yeah even the bathrooms so, are like perfectly clean always. right like the bathrooms are actually <laughs> clean and i'm like pit, okay the play area is actually like not full of piss exactly <laughs> exactly and i just feel because they're not used to that sort of environment they wouldn't know what to do right to the point where they kind of have like this procrastination going on about what this should do which would allow the brawl to last longer thus allowing Mm -hmm. it to be a better brawl i think that they would immediately call the cops but you have from then until there like if you're going to arby's no one's calling the cops ever if i see them oh no that's true they'll come out and videotape it everyone's gonna take a break the manager's gonna be there as well um Arby's has a really good Jesus Christ. Arby's should be sponsor this fucking episode. There's only one thing I order from Arby's, and it is a it's literally a sandwich. It's not even a burger. But when I say a sandwich, it comes on bread. Yeah. It is like turkey something ranch. Mm-hmm. It's like a turkey BLT. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just really enjoy this sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's like the most simple thing in the world. I could make it, except I don't really fuck with bacon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, Arby's sponsor the fucking show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, sponsor uh, gaming disorder where we have the meats. Um. We also have the meats. We got the beef. We got the beef. <laughs> is that who is that? I don't know. Someone's slogan is "We got the beef," or where? No, where, I'm where thinking is of the where's beef, the beef? Wendy's. Yeah. No. Also, if Wendy's would like to throw their hat in the ring, yeah, squash the beef. Squash know? the beef. <laughs> Smash burger. If you're out there and you also want to get in on this. <laughs> uh. I had like one thing written down for this mm-hmm. um, that I thought would be a good conversation piece if we weren't like flowing. Um, and that was the music and video games. Like okay. whether that be like original soundtrack or specifically um, musical taste around video games. Like mm-hmm. Tony Hawk or like Need for Speed stuff or um, like my big one was like Burnout of all things. Burnout like, had a great soundtrack. Yeah, that's what got me into like a lot of like slightly punk stuff yeah um and i think that's like where like a lot of my stuff stems from because like i never had a tony hawk game until like somebody else had tony hawk underground and i was like mm-hmm. i can make my own game or my own guy like sick. yeah like um but like so i think that's like where like a lot of stuff stemmed from would you stay the same for yourself at all um a hundred percent and the reason i say that is because my taste in music is so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I was basically listening to like whatever's on the radio here in South Florida mm-hmm. ranges from like Spanish music to like rap, mm-hmm. 
reggaeton, mm-hmm. R&B, whatever it was. Like I kind of listened to a little bit of everything. But also growing up, my dad is a huge fan of like 80s music and also like old school rock. Yeah. Your Pink Floyds, your Metallicas, your ACDCs, things like that. And But they're also really big fans of like 50s and 60s like Spanish love ballads because sure. they're both from <laughs> El Salvador. I'm, I'm first generation born in the U.S. So I took all these things and kind of just like made my music taste based off of it. And mm-hmm. then as I got a little bit older, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, which is with The Last of Us Part 2 in my top five favorite games of all time, mm-hmm. that's when I started learning about like punk music mm-hmm. and like underground mm-hmm. hip hop not like radio rap yeah like because i think like bus driver was on a couple yeah. of those and like that's like real deep digs still like yeah. <laughs> like it's funny because my sister was always into like punk and like mm-hmm. hardcore and just being around her i kind of picked up a taste for that which is weird i never really shared my I told her, I was like, hey, I learned this because of you and I like this. You know, we never, now that I think about it, I still think to this day, we don't, I don't even think that she thinks that I like any of the music that she does, but I probably have more than she would know. Not that she knows, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember how profound like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 soundtrack was because you had like NWA, that's obviously from the West Coast, from where I'm from. Mm-hmm. alongside with like Aesop rock, which is like mm-hmm. very like metaphysical, lyrical, underground hip hop. Yeah. Like, But still West Coast. And, I think that was like San Francisco area. And you had a lot of like the Bay Area, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, rap sound like Muska Beats and like uh, Deltron 3030. And then you had like Quasimodo and MF Doom, but you also had like Johnny Cash. Yeah. Mixed in there. And it, it's it's one of those things where like music in games that I think is good, mm-hmm. like diehard, mm-hmm. diehard fan of it. Like right. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 soundtrack is almost like a perfect, if you threw in a little bit of disco, because I have like this odd <laughs> fascination with fucking disco. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> what's that? Me too, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Disco and funk, and then there's been this whole movement for this like, neo disco stuff that's been happening yeah. i've been way fucking about it yeah <laughs> disco that eventually just turned into like synth and then yes. fucking new wave and i it's funny the only music that i don't listen to is country music yeah and what i would consider like popish music mm-hmm. someone says someone to me the other day and i was like i don't know who that is and like what do you mean you don't know who that is i was like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard of this person they're like they're really famous. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I've still never heard of them. If someone put a gun in my mouth right now, I was like, hey, a million dollars, name me a, a Lana Del Rey song. I'm like, who? <laughs> and then they just blow my head off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tony Hawk always had really good soundtracks. Underground was also very yeah. exceptional soundtrack. Well, like... um. So, like, similarly, you said you got stuff from your sister. I got the opposite, right? I got nothing from my sister. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a point in time where, like, I think it was, like, I was, like, in fourth or fifth grade, and she got, like, a random Simple Plan CD and stuff like that, and that mm-hmm. sticks with me. 
and that was probably my first like introduction to anything even slightly like on the punk radar not that that really is at all mm -hmm. um but like again if we're gonna equate it to this she didn't play video games beyond like mario party or something like that some sort of right. play or something um so that's why she doesn't listen to anything anymore and i listen to uh horrible uh melodic uh black metal and stuff like that now yeah <laughs> i just ended fun. up with the depths and she is a normal fucking person <laughs> so <laughs> when i say that i don't mean like my sister showed me it's like oh here's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But she was playing it. And you're like, she was playing yeah. it. And here's a funny story that's kind of like the opposite of mm -hmm. what you just said, which was, once again, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 <laughs> had a song called Superman by a band called Goldfinger. Yeah, I love Goldfinger. And the thing was, one of the best songs on that soundtrack. Perfect for a skateboarding game. Mm -hmm. Like, Ska, Ska is for mozzarella sticks and skateboarding. That's all. <laughs> yeah, like, perfect. <laughs> And I knew at least this song from this mm -hmm. band knew all the words to it. Well, that year, I think my sister went to Warped Tour and Goldfinger was there. And mm -hmm. she, because of proximity of me in this one particular game, yeah. knew this band and this song where it was kind of like I accidentally like got a chance to show her something in the realm of what she had interest in. You know, my sister was never like, oh, have you ever heard of Quasimodo? And I'm like, no, I was just like, oh, he's a really good underground rapper. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. It's really just Mad Lib with a voice effect. But yeah. <laughs> um, it was one of those cool moments, you know, where I'm like, oh, our our worlds collided, even right. if temporarily. Right. You crossed the streams. <laughs> exactly. We crossed the streams. Ah, so good. Do you have a older sister or a younger sister? I know you just mentioned uh, that. older. Um, okay. It's really unfortunate because my uh, older sister is uh, named Kelsey and has the same uh, birth year as Kelsey. So I was just like, this is too much. So I'm never going to call you Kelsey. <laughs> I had to change her name in my phone as in my sister. But like, uh -huh. this is your sister now. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's not weird. I promise. <laughs> is your sister also vegan? Yeah, and uh, she just shaved her head and has her neck tattooed, and it's insane. Um, no, <laughs> no, my sister is the most white bread person ever. Like in a in a kind way, like she's like literally done like life the right way. She's got kids, she's got a house, she's yeah. got like a good job and a good husband to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like then there's me who's just like black sheep on paper kind of thing. Oh yeah, but. Um, but yeah, so Kelsey and her, Kelsey and Kelsey have like nothing in common besides a name and being born in the same year, but it's still just enough where I was like, I don't know for like literally, a this is still too much. It's not too a lot, much. but it's, it's still not, too much. It's not Oedipus, but Oedipus maybe, I don't know. It's um. <laughs> Oedipus adjacent. <laughs> uh, that's pretty gnarly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh god. I can't remember yeah. the last time I called her Kelsey like to her. Like it's mm -hmm. just like when explaining her. So she always gets other little pet names and yada yada because it's less weird. Yeah. And then um I call Kelsey my girlfriend. Uh no. Um <laughs> It's like God, you just just called me your sister's name. It's like, well Well <laughs> you know. It'd be weird if it was something completely different and then you called her that, but you know. For sure. Yeah, it's funny because um I am closest with my sister 
mm-hmm. as I've ever been at this current time in my life, I feel. Um, she moved out pretty early, and I've talked about this on the show before. And uh, once she moved out, I kind of always lived somewhat close to her, mm-hmm. but never really around the point where I had my own agency in my life. Like, I didn't have a car yet. Like, I don't think I was working, at least legally, at this mm-hmm. time, I was like, you know, 15, 16, doing my little side hustles. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny because me and her husband are very similar mm-hmm. to the point where it really started to bother her when, right. when we, when I start hanging out with them and she's like, both of you have the same sense of humor. We both laugh about the same stuff and going back to music and like influences and stuff like, some of the some of my favorite moments in my life mm-hmm. are connected to hanging out with my sister and her husband mm-hmm. because picture me just a young lad maybe like 18 19 years old mm-hmm. i'd go over to their apartment which i don't know if i'd lived by myself yet so them having an apartment you know, was like, oh, this is a staple of like, mm-hmm. you made that transition into like adulthood, you know? Yeah. You have First your own step place. being an actual adult. Exactly. And going over there and smoking and like, he would show me music and I'll mm-hmm. never forget, he introduced me to like Earl Sweatshirt. Hell yeah. And then that led me into like Tower of the Creator and that whole wave of things. And then I became like a obsessed i was like holy shit i was like this is a sound i didn't know i was missing out of my mm-hmm. life plus i was in those late teens early 20s era where like all my angst was there and i'm like mm-hmm. this is perfect music to like break a water fountain to you oh, know yeah. um and just those moments that to someone i know it's gonna sound a little bit weird but like friends would tell me it's like oh you know one of my favorite me- memories was like going to disney mm-hmm. you know or going on this like vacation that we went to to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, some of my favorite moments have just been like me hanging out with my sister and her husband in their apartment, listening to dope music. My sister's like on her fucking iPad or something. And me and her husband were like playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was just like all these connections, yeah. all these things. And I'm like, man, those are, I'm a very much like a, um, like when they hang out with people, inevitably you guys are going to go to Tampa. <laughs> and I told Kelsey, I was going to do my best to make sure that I am there for when you guys are there. Mm-hmm. Tampa's like maybe like a three hour drive from where I live right now. Okay. Um, but I'm not a, Oh, we need to go like bar hopping type of person mm-hmm. with something. Like I never, yeah, understood... it'd be super fun for you to bar hop with two straight edge kids. <laughs> like... Well, this thing is like, I don't drink, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I don't, well, here's the thing. I do drink. But I drink home. Yeah. Like so, it's a problem, not a. The, a social yeah. Drink. Like I, I do it in a, in a robe exclusively. Like yeah. I don't drink alcohol. In a dark room. In a robe. <laughs> yeah, in a dark Which room. Just the TV on, but it's just static. Abba Gold <laughs> is playing in the background for some music for some reason. But like the concept of meeting up with a friend at like a club or a bar never made sense because I'm like we're yelling over the music and over all these people. Like I can't yeah. hear. I've always been like, hey, why don't we like order food, hang out here and just mm-hmm. chill and like talk for sure. You know, that's been my thing. Like I'm not a, I think also I just don't really like going out. I don't see a mm-hmm. point in it. Like I'm not a big drinker and everyone here is like, Oh, we're going to go to this bar and then we're going to go to this bar after that. But wait, 
after that, we're going to go to the, I'm like, that sounds dumb. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave my house for one location. And now you're trying to add two locations on. Why don't we just stay? They have alcohol here. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who like used to drink heavily and stuff like that and be that person. And they said they've like re-entered the bar scene lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's not like been working for them, but they tried to. And they're like, I like watch them and they like move like rats where they're just like, I'm going to go to the bar, get my drink, or go stand near like the bathroom, use the bathroom, go outside, get a smoke, come back inside, get a drink, and then do that over and over again until yeah. they leave. And nobody's like really happy at a bar. Right. Like yeah. they're, they're all just like wanting something, but not getting it. Right. <laughs> and that's why they change areas, whether that's within the bar or like a different bar in general. And like, it's just the weirdest thing to be there, especially as a sober person where yeah. I'm just like, this is horrible. I mean, I'd rather just be standing in a library right now, literally doing nothing in a library than doing nothing in this bar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, why? So I can pay you uh, $17 for this uh, ginger ale. Oh, well, because that's what I came here to drink. <laughs> When I still drink like pop and stuff like that, um, mm. like they usually think you're the DD, so they usually give you that for free. So that was nice. That was like literally the That's only cool. plus side. No one's ever looked at me and been like, "Yeah, you're the designated." <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I have that face of someone who like does terrible things when they drink. But that, to be honest, I really don't. Like, yeah. I could drink a fucking cup full of bourbon, no <laughs> problem, and operate a forklift afterwards. <laughs> like, and just straight bourbon because when i'll drink like i have spirits in that like i have crown royal mm-hmm. and stuff like that like i prefer like if you give me one of those big spheres of ice and you just pour me a cup of crown i'll sip on that all fucking night but I'll i'm not gonna like sphere of ice like just yeah. put it in my hand and i'll go to town i'm not just gonna like <laughs> murder it and be like all right give me another I'm like no this is i don't i don't think any part of me finds any joy in that uh like let's go out and get fucked. I'm like, why? Right, right. You're basically saying it's like, hey, let's increase the possibility of things happening to us. Yeah. Negative or otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's mostly negative. I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever gone out, got drunk, and was like, hey, man, I just so happened to pick the right numbers for the lottery. Yeah. Like, nah, man, last night I broke into the zoo and I punched a flamingo in the face. And now I'm being tried for crimes against the animal kingdom that sounds like the most florida thing i've ever heard i'm pretty sure that's an actual thing that's <laughs> happened here i'm pretty that's sure every friday that you, yeah exactly that's like that's how they celebrate like the changing of the seasons here like they just everyone goes out and punches a flamingo in the face they break a flamingo's leg and that's when you know it's spring because <laughs> he's springing forward he can no longer sure. move normally <laughs> <laughs> and when it's fall they cut the other leg off so he just falls over it's like a whole symbolism of flamingos and the changing uh, of the seasons like the greeks had it like 50 percent right and then you know florida came and finished the rest oh god this the the worst uh cards against humanity card is cutting a flamingo's legs off with garden shears mm-hmm. and that was the only thing i'm seeing the whole time is just yeah, i mean i'm not gonna say that it's not that would not be enough i'm assuming <laughs> That would be the way. Yeah. Right? Like the only way. Yeah. I don't They're know. They're impervious I, I, to everything but garden shears. Yeah. Flamingos <laughs> are kind of like a, what I would consider like a pushover bird. Yeah. Push I wish they were They're already standing point. on one leg. They're like meant yeah. to be pushed over. I, I didn't even mean it like that, but that's perfect. Um, <laughs> I want them to be more like formidable, like a goose. or Yeah. Like I've like never a, wanted to be near a goose. Like... They just I have to listen to you like one time. You're like, all right, yeah. I'll be over here. Goose and <laughs> swans. Like 
they look like peaceful animals, but they're not. They're everywhere here, mm-hmm. right? Like, I have been so romantically in love with the idea of, like, a fucking swan, mm-hmm. like, bucking up to me while I'm walking through the park, minding my business. And they've done the thing where they hiss, but one has never come at me. And I'm almost sad because part of me is like, how well could I put down a goose if I needed to? <laughs> I'm curious on like the, their, the feeling of their neck. Cause like, that's obviously what you go for. Like, cause it's a very exposed throat. Yeah. It's mostly like, throat. Is, I always face. feel like it's like, like squeezing like a long balloon basically just like kind of like goes up to the yeah. other sides of it. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I know I can take a goose easily, but I mm. don't want to. <laughs> Do you take there... jujitsu? Uh, I do. <laughs> okay. I'm like, that's why you went for the, see, you, you automatically went for the choke. Part no. of me thought I'm just like ducking and dodging and jabbing at this goose. Like, well, I'm curious. Cause it, like I said, it's like, to me, it's either like a balloon or taffy where it's just like, right. <laughs> and how hard, cause I know how hard it hurts sometimes to hit someone right in the face. Mm-hmm. I wonder how hard it'd be to like hit a goose in the beak. Like. <laughs> God, I mean, Did they have really thin, weak like, necks? So to, like, does the head just you have to like back? hammer punch it? Because yeah, like straight up punching into that beak is just gonna hurt your hand. Like yeah. you're gonna bop it like a fucking uh, whack a mole kind of thing. Yeah, I accidentally punched a duck one time. How <laughs> does that yeah. even like happen? I was at a pier at night and I was walking with a friend of mine back to the car, and a duck just came out. And the thing was how it came out in the noise mm-hmm. it made of it frantically flying away. Mm-hmm. It sounded like someone in my head mm-hmm. tipped over a trash can and was like about to come out. And all I saw, mind you, it's dark. It's like maybe mm-hmm. like 1030 o'clock, like 1030 at night on this pier at the beach. There's not mm-hmm. really a lot of lights on the beach. So it was basically just like moonlight, you know, mm-hmm. and like a light very romantic day. for you and that duck. Yeah, and then all I saw was this thing come in front of my face, and I just like straight jabbed it, and I hit it, and it it, it like messed up its flight path for a bit, but it still continued to take off. Sure. Um, Allegedly, and it was it was kind of like hitting a really dense dodgeball, like it almost made the same noise, like you know that that noise of a dodgeball hitting something. Yeah, it's like sounds. Ducks have a similar percussion to them that like that of a dodgeball. Wow, this this has been a very. Uh, and like violence against animals <laughs> <is> friendly <laughs> episode. Well, um, like you want to fight something that you know you're gonna win against. You're not gonna be fighting an alligator. You're not gonna be fighting a bear. I'll fight the goose. No. I'll fight the flamingo. <laughs> now, would you rather? Because these are some of my favorite questions to ask. Sure. Would you rather fight a goose that was like the size of a bear? Mm-hmm. Or like three bears that were the size of geese, or one bear. Let's go one bear. Bear is pretty formula- formidable on its own. Probably the one bear, because mm-hmm. okay, like I don't know. I feel like that goose is still flying and he's gonna fucking bomb me. Yeah. Um, I've heard it as like um, one horse-sized duck, and or like ten uh, duck-sized, duck-sized horses. horses. And I think that would be a very fun one because again, like they can't like maim you like a, a bear at that size. Like because yeah. even like being smaller, I mean, I guess like there's like bear cubs, obviously, and that's about a goose size. Um, but still, 
I, I, I think I can take the one bear pretty mm. easily. I don't want to. I like bears. <laughs> I'll do some in self-defense, but that's about it. Yeah, I I've never been in an actual fight. Not that Mm. I like. I'm confident that I'd be fine. Mm. I've done like variants of grappling my entire life, so you seem pretty tall. You're what six something? No, like I'm just comparatively to Kelsey, I look tall. I think that's what it is. (laughs) I'm like, man, he's like six eight. He's like he's like he's like a basketball player. Yeah. Um, No, I um. I'm like five eleven, okay. probably. Yeah, five like, eleven is basically six feet. Yeah, I mean it's not, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a man who prides himself in not lying. <laughs> yeah, well there you go. See, you're already better than me, man. You're already better than me. I mean, we knew that, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How many seven year old children do you think you could take at the same time before they like overpowered you? So. My my theory is there's a lot of variance between like seven year olds. Uh-huh. Like you have like the one like kind of aged a little faster, grew up in a really shitty home, and has been beating kids up. Yeah, I go for an Adam's apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going for that kid first, and I'm decimating him. Yeah, and then I don't need to really fight the other ones because they're gonna be like, oh fuck. There's or like a least, moral breakdown least, that happens for the group. Yeah, exactly. It's like like killing the general kind of thing. Like they're yeah. not gonna continue at least as hard. So right. I think I like, can fuck our best guy was just taken out. Ten to fifteen easy. Um yeah. twenty and then I'm gonna start to get overran. Yeah. Um and definitely. It tired. also depends, I guess, like the wave style that they come in you. Yeah, like, like are they is it like three the first time and then five the next, and then like yeah. three and a really big one? <laughs> because at one point do I like take one out and then use it as a weapon against the other? Oh, yeah. I mean or... like just the sheer weight of that is just gonna be great honestly yeah it's like the buster sword of children <laughs> yeah it's like no they just called him buster like <laughs> that was his nickname uh you do that the the victory pose where you swing him around and then you put him on your back <laughs> uh have you ever watched berserk or read the manga uh no i've meant to my entire life but i yeah. have not um, well they call one of the characters there the hundred man slayer because he he like defends himself against. Was this was this guts that did that? It was guts. Yeah, okay. it's guts is the only person who can yeah. probably that whole. Year. It's yeah. so crazy how overpowered he is compared to everyone else. Yeah, but it's like not like was... the same thing as like like watching a Dragon Ball Z where it's like they're overpowered for everybody, but like like you're I don't know because like it feels like you're like hell yeah more so than like there he does it again kind of thing. Do you want to know something interesting? Sure. So recently on TikTok, I've been seeing these, like, what are conversations that the anime community is not, are not ready to have yeah. sort of things. Um, there is not only a person capable, but there is a myriad, a vast amount of anime characters that are 100% capable of completely killing Goku. Well, yeah. For I always hear the, the argument of, but th- can they beat Goku? I'm like, I'm going to be honest. Most people can't. He's yeah. just really strong and can fly. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen anime characters whose thing is they can make their enemy's head explode if they make eye contact with them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of people can kill Goku. <laughs> Not just beat. No, like, kill. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Especially because, like, 
um, like the people whom are saying, like, but can they beat Goku or like the people that that's like maybe one or two animes in their career so far? Hundred percent. That's what that um, is. Because it's like what they have is reference, and that's fair. Because like in that universe, obviously he is consistently the most powerful or about to be kind of right. Um, so it makes sense, but still, like just by the fact that it keeps getting brought up, it's like, well, <laughs> SpongeBob technically could do it. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Roadrunner from the Wiley e. Coyote cartoons could probably be Goku. Yeah, at least eventually. Like. Yeah. Like. Hmm. That's a crossover <laughs> I need to see. Yeah. I mean, somebody will animate it. Like, yeah, I, I can only hope so. Looney Tunes, if you want to sponsor this, is that Time Warner? Maybe. Warner I don't Brothers? know, because like, they've only recently started co- coming back to like decent light. It's definitely Warner Brothers, because there was the whole yeah, thing in Space WB. Jam 2. Um, oh, was it? Have you seen Space Jam 2? Yes, I have. How it was, was it? one of the first movies that um, Kelsey and I watched together. Oh, yeah? um, it was pretty bad. But, yeah, oh. Um, wait, let, hang on. Yes. I'm sorry. You mean to tell me Space Jam 2 was bad? I need to collect myself to put my surprise face on I th- it. I think it was better than the first one in respects of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get, like again, some of the fan servicing that they were doing, some of the jokes they were making. It wasn't made for me. It was made for children right. for the right. most part. So I'm not really hypercritical of it. But it was fun. Yeah. Um, the, the only part that really just put a knot in my stomach was like the like notorious pig scene mm-hmm. where they made porky rap and stuff i'm like again i get it i didn't want it <laughs> yeah no i don't think that was like literally did. the only thing that just like really pulled me out of the moment and then like everything with granny um because like they made her like this like matrix character and like they kept pulling the joke of like she's an old lady but look she's doing this crazy thing that old ladies don't do and i'm like yeah she's also a cartoon character so i don't right shit. exactly you have characters um, that gravity doesn't the joke, apply to them just make the joke once it. leave it at that but right. they did it like three or four times like, and I was just, this like, recurring okay. bit <laughs> yeah and again hmm. i'm sure again meant for children so like hey it's a callback kind of but it's a cheap one <laughs> i'm always so curious about that because one i hate lebron james yeah. two um like when i see this because there's definitely the wave that's been happening of like Mm -hmm. what old property can we take and like refresh it for you know whoever these days um and i'm kind of that that attempt always feels Mm half-hearted to me because i'm like are you really doing it to like honor this thing that was or are you Mm -hmm. just doing this because they're like oh you remember the kids who liked whatever Bugs Bunny growing up, well, they're like entering their 30s. They probably have kids. Why don't we just do a different art style? Well, that's what they did with back. the first one, too, for the yeah. most part, because like it was originally like out like what? And like the. When did Looney Tunes start? It was like 50s. 70s, 50s, 60s? Yeah, it was pretty early, like 50s. I mean, like early. maybe. But yeah, so like it was enough time between then that they were like, how can we rebrand this property to right. make it like good for kids so we can again redo all of that for like more things? And I think they've had a few different like animated series in the last like five, six years of like Looney Tunes related property. Yeah. So like it's it still has its merit and its value. Um but definitely, yeah, like playing into but again, like I mean, if I had kids, that would have been more fun, obviously. 
Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be the cynical asshole that's like, that. mine was better. I'm like, have you watched Space Jam? Yeah. <laughs> said, Michael I'll... Jordan is abysmal in it. Like... <laughs> I love Michael Jordan because he, he had this great interview where they asked him something about like the kids. And he's like, man, fuck these kids. Said it <laughs> on the and I was like, you know what? That was a real moment. Yeah. Celebrities and athletes always have these like fake interview yeah. personas. That's what they're I'm like, doing. No. I'm doing for the kids showing that was 100 percent like, authentic. No, I did it for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck them but yeah i'll be honest i'm very particular to like i love the wiley coyote roadrunner like the Mm -hmm. original cartoons Mm -hmm. as racist as it was i really love speedy gonzalez (laughs) and i say this is a fan well you're allowed to i I can't like it (laughs) i mean you can that's fine i'm gonna go ahead and speak for all spanish people here like gary if you want to enjoy and laugh because i'll be honest it's funny yeah it's funny it's a terrible stereotype of course we all see that but that was just one of the so ones ha- that i think the joke was kind of like not enough there i think the wily coyote one like worked yeah. because like there's not that much there besides slapstick no dialogue um, all but slapstick. like the dialogue of like you know um speedy gonzalez is literally just him being like arriba arriba like, yeah, that's the whole <laughs> and thing. that's it whole i'm thing. like cool great awesome and then there's some random lazy mice so yeah, yeah. <laughs> jose yeah gonzalez his cousin and make him talk real slow and make yeah. him sleep under a hat just like yeah. they always do super racist but here's <laughs> yeah. the, thing. the whole series but you know. um who else the chicken hawk and yeah. the foghorn fucking rooster leghorn. foghorn leghorn yes those are pretty funny to me tom and jerry was always kind of pretty funny to me yeah um and i was like oh i was on hbo max I'm like there's a tom and jerry movie that came out this year i'm like what mm-hmm. yeah i'm like do kids even, because I always wonder about that. I'm like, do kids who grew up with the internet already being a very well-established thing even know what Tom and Jerry is? Because, like, mm-hmm. this was on its way out when I was a kid. Yeah, it was on, like, so, Ring. And then, like, exactly. random morning viewing stuff. Oh, God. It was so good, though. See, mm-hmm. here's the thing. It's like you had, like, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, like, shooting each other in the face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, but this is okay. <laughs> or like someone smoking like tom and jerry smoking cigarettes well the rule is like well you can't do cigarettes anymore yeah. um but the rule with like violent stuff like that is as long as there's no blood it's not violent like it's like right. crude violence but it's not right. like true violence kind of thing. right it's like hey this um, character just crushed another character with a boulder but you didn't see the blood but he had the little uh actually there's some speculation that that's where the whole like seeing the little birds thing it's like oh because they're not dead mm-hmm. they're just like dazed you yeah. know and it was kind of like to, to like just make a distinction yeah well because we're not trying to teach kids about death yet anyways right it's just that's why i think of like it's like god forbid this child see like a a, a nipple on yeah. the screen but like i just watched elmer fudd like shoot all these animals <laughs> Well, it's again, it's the the difference is like how we're presenting it too. Yeah. Because like again, the violent acts are like funny, and then yeah. like whenever we're like showing like there's any sort of like nipple on screen, it's always in sexual connotation. So like right. it's not even the nipple; it's the the act of sex that will ensue, or at least the implication of it. Right. Um, and then like, because well, yeah, exactly. But like I mean, like we can't do the free the nipple thing because of the fact that for us forever nipples have something to do with sex they can't just be a part of a body on every body but man nipples fine yeah well obviously yeah man (laughs) nipples like oh it's like completely different because it's 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 just a smaller Um, 
Would you rather have? Yes. Um, <laughs> would you rather have uh, dick sized nipples or a nipple sized dick? Dick sized nipples. Yeah, obviously. I can work. That just means I'm working <laughs> with three of what I got. Right. I can right. finagle that. I mean, I'm be honest. That sounds like a pretty unique thing. So I can kind of like make that my brand and potentially, yeah. you know, make myself famous off it. But there's a there's a guy that like I think he like cheated on his girlfriend or something like that and she like cut his dick off like oh yeah oh, uh, and it got astronaut. yeah exactly so he like was able to get it attached yeah and then become something of a porn something okay like so like did again, they add more in between like or was it just like know. hey it was fairly impressive to begin with now it's just a rebuild well it's just the fact of like the story behind it i don't know if right. he like made much of a long lifetime career of it but at least mm-hmm. he made some money out of it and now he's that guy which probably he doesn't love anymore but he had a moment of being like well you know well, yeah. I, I, I for a bit. my five minutes of fame just happened <laughs> to be that's so fascinating for so when i was 13 mm-hmm. as i don't know why i have these thoughts i really really wanted to write porn yeah and now as an adult, I realize it's probably a 13-year-old writing this. So it makes me feel like my dream wasn't so crazy. Yeah. Because some of the... Uh, here's the thing. Being a writer for porn just seems like the best job ever because yeah. it's like the worse you are at it, the better it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, dialogue is just... I, I'm, I'm having a really difficult time which one is deciding which one of these is more terrible. The dialogue in most porn versus the dialogue in any Need for Speed game. The I've played almost every Need for Speed game. The dialogue is so goddamn awful in all of them. I'm well, like, who is writing this? Not to not to call back the last episode, um, mm-hmm. but again, porn knows what it's doing. Right. Where it's like. <laughs> It's aware that it's stupid and pointless to be talking about things. Like most people are just skipping to the sex and whatever. Right. Like, I don't that's not need... what we're here for. But yeah. if it's there, Get I to the boobs. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Need for Speed is such a goddamn. It's like, hey man, I'm Alex. And if you want to get anywhere in Night City, I'm the guy you need to talk to. Them, that's the that's the street crew. They you need to work your way up in the ranks and to be one of the top top drivers man and i'm like what is happening it sounds like this person literally like got shot while they were writing and then the person who shot them was like oh shit they were doing a job let me just finish it for them real quick what was the what was the square game that just got announced and stuff with the bracelets and yada yada talk about uh square game with the bracelets where she's like in a new world and she's like oh for spoken Yes. Did yeah, I just, just move that with my mind? Yeah. I was like, so, wow. like, what Square has been doing mm. with any property that's not Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that, yeah, has been like trying to write these like somewhat slice of lifey things, like yeah. Life is Strange and stuff. Life but, is like, Strange they, is actually good. Yeah, but again, the dialogue is still just like no person is like this. No, no one talks like this. This is like again, like pushed beyond like of like I guess like romanticized like this is how a person talks kind of thing. But, like, it's just as bad as, like, Need for Speed's, like, bullshit. But, again, I guess that, like, sets some sort of ground. Even though they literally could just be, like, show you this guy who's, like, so much faster than you and be like, yeah. oh, I gotta be that guy. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> Listen, as someone who's been to many car meets in my life, because I consider myself to be a car person, mm-hmm. no one has ever just, there's not just a crew of people that show up in Ferraris while you're in a, like, 2007 Toyota Corolla. Like, that That just, I'm sorry, it just doesn't happen. Unless you go to, like, <laughs> a show, like a Cars for Coffee, for instance, yeah, you'll see people show up in, like, higher-end cars and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a car show. It's not just a car meet on the street on the side of a goddamn yeah. IHOP. Right. Um, that being said, I'm fairly certain that the people who are writing the Buick Enclave commercials are also writing dialogue for Need for Speed yeah. or for Spoken because no one talks like this, man. No one talks. This woman's like, is that the new Buick Enclave? If one of my friends said that to me, I would stab them on the spot because I was like, okay, clearly you're not a good person and I don't need you in my life. If you know it by name... Like yeah, if you are no enough to know that it's tell me that you know that's the Buick Enclave. It's like, would you look at that? It's the new Buick Enclave. Not only did you know that it was a Buick, (laughs) you knew that it was the Enclave. But you're asking, hey, is that the Buick Enclave? So you mean to tell me you know enough about it to know the model and the and the make, Mm -hmm. but not enough to be able to distinguish what it is? Yeah, and you can get it today for as little as uh, fifteen percent APR. Uh, it's like with, oh, with prior bank approval. Yeah, it's like oh, um, I used to hate parallel parking, and she's like, "Well, now with my new Buick Enclave, I don't yeah, it have does to." It she takes her hands off the wheel, and I'm like, "Isn't this insulting to somebody?" Like, and be like, "Hey, are you a woman? Are you bad at parking? Buy the Buick Enclave." And I'm like, first of all, they should have made it so it was like this man who's like living this whole lie. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I can park. Like, no worries, me. I got it. And he's got a button. Like, she's like, she's like, she. <laughs> Kelsey can't like parallel park to save her life. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, she gets it's like parallel parking. She, is nice I've seen that. her do it, and I've seen her do it well. But she gets like really anxious about it now, especially when we're like in a different city. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I'll have to like do it for her, and it's okay. Um, but they, she like texted me the other day, and she's like. She's like, I drank like two bottles of water and I parallel parked. You'd be so proud of me. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Like, um, so like, I don't know where I was going with that or something. Um, Kelsey needs a big enclave. (laughs) Exactly. But I I feel like I've been having the same fake NPC dialogue though lately. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great way of putting it. Like I only have three text box that come up. Like there is some variance, but like. Um, most conversations with me start with I've been listening to this podcast lately and then yeah. insert podcast and then like yeah. I've been doing this tattoo lately or I'm anxious about this and yeah. those are my three text Go-tos. boxes that yeah. are available <laughs> I know for a fact that if this is all a simulation I'm just an NPC it's fine <laughs> I don't know how I got this far but I did <laughs> see at least you, my, my problem is I think I'm I'm really great at talking with people mm-hmm. when I want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. When I don't want to talk to someone, I have the same like go-tos. And I'm like, how quickly can I set it up so that they know that I absolutely do not want to have this conversation? <laughs> um, because if there's one thing that I fucking hate, we live on the 21st floor. Now, here's the thing. For me to check Jeez. my mail, I got to go to the first floor. I work in the building that I live in. So mm-hmm. not only do all the people see me when I'm in their apartments fixing their AC and shit, but they also see me when I'm out throwing my trash or walking my dog. Like, hey, I'm having this issue. Like, you just can't get away from it. Not only that, if you fucking try to talk to me about the weather, 
I'm going to break your fucking hands. <laughs> because, like, man, it's really Especially hot that, today. Especially that crazy Florida weather, that rain just came and went. I'm like, <laughs> it's so hot today. I'm like, yeah, it's summer in Florida. Holy shit, man. Who would have thought? To be fair, it's hot. And they can't think very far beyond that. Yeah, I'm like, sure why are you talking to me about the weather? Like, it's raining right now. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to rain later, too. It's probably going to rain tomorrow. Like, that's what it does. Like, why are we having this? The thing is, I am so weird like that, that I would rather sit in silence in the elevator instead of having filler conversation. Because mm-hmm. all you're trying to do is fill in that void of silence. Right. I love silence. Silence oh. is great. It's one so- of my favorite things. Side note, um, Kelsey um, is a very sweet, wonderful person mm-hmm. and got me um, some of the like, AirPod, AirPod Pros, not Prod Pros, you know, that's yeah. different. Um, <laughs> um, but um, Patreon exclusive content. <laughs> for sure. You'd know if you're subscribed like me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gare's subscribed uh, and now he's dating someone from the show. Look how much how better his life got. It's all up. But anyways, she got those and they have like the noise canceling and like, it's the little things like my air conditioner runs in my apartment all the time. Yeah. Um, so I can put them in like while I was in my apartment and it just went dead quiet yeah, and my body air. felt a lot of emotions. Like I'm yeah. finally free. Like, right. oh my God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have a pair of Sony MDR over the ear headphones. Mm-hmm. They're basically like the wireless big 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 brother of the ones you're currently using mm-hmm. and the noise canceling is so great on those headphones that even if i'm not playing anything and i just put them over my ears this like vacuum just mm-hmm. comes and destroys all the sound around me oh, it's like, I'm like surreal i'm just like it's oh. the closest thing to god i've ever seen where i yeah. was like this is what it's supposed to be like and the thing is like also living downtown the big main intersection right by me is a tunnel that goes under this area. I live pretty close to the beach. So there's mm-hmm. a waterway that breaks off from the beach and there's actually a tunnel going under it. And mm-hmm. everyone here has fucking Lamborghinis and shit and motorcycle. There's like motorcycle gangs and shit. I mean, I also have a motorcycle, but as soon as they get in that tunnel, they just fucking go full throttle. And I hear it from the apartment. Like, mm-hmm. My apartment, plus, like, literally across the street, there's a line of clubs, bars, and restaurants. Yeah. So there's never really complete silence. Yeah. And just experiencing it, it's, like, ethereal. I'm like, oh, oh, like, I'm seeing dead kings. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I totally get it. Um, Yeah. We... Or I live next to like the highway wall and like at two in the morning they have fucking street races and stuff, which is good for them. But like I'm trying to like if I don't hear it like when I'm trying to sleep, it's good enough for that. But like I can definitely hear them when I'm awake out there and stuff. And I'm like, shut up, stop, please. <laughs> oh, see, look, going back to me being a scumbag when I was living in Tampa, I was part of that. Like. 11 30 everyone shows up to this one like really long street to be fair fucking. like tokyo drift had just came out everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be the drift king like yeah, <laughs> yeah i was gonna drift my 2001 mitsubishi eclipse that was front wheel <laughs> drive Ugh, I missed that car. <laughs> gave it to my sister and then she had it for like eight years and then finally she just ruined the motor on it <laughs> by Why not, not changing the oil i'm sure 
I just changed my oil and it was definitely like six months past the recommended and probably like 6,000 past the recommended. I was like, ah, whatever. It's fine. I'm negligent, you know, as I was also on like Kelsey about it, but she was driving those three hours. So I was just like, you're going to get stuck in the middle of there. I'm just going to get stuck three miles from my house. Like, it's Right. Fine. I'll walk home. <laughs> I don't even need this car. Fuck this car. Yeah. My, um, <laughs> The thing about living and working in the same building is my car will sometimes not move for weeks. And Mm -hmm. I recently sold my old motorcycle and bought a bigger one. Mm -hmm. And if I'm just going down the street to grab something like, oh, I need to run and grab like, I don't know, a lighter Mm -hmm. or something. (laughs) Or like for some reason, I'm really craving like Arnold Palmer. I'll go to the gas station and get like a whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just take the bike instead. So like my car will just like i'm pretty sure two of my tires are starting to be low on air because they're the sensor is telling me because the car has just been sitting there without fucking moving and the thing that sucks about that is we're about to make this 11 hour drive to alabama so i'm definitely gonna have to get like my oil changed and do like an inspection on everything and i'll i can check the rest of the stuff but yeah yeah it'd be so much (laughs) easier if i was in need for speed i'm just like oh yeah let me just sell this honda then, for this other oh, Honda. <laughs> exactly, for this slightly less shitty Honda. Um, some I say that as someone who's had a Civic before and uh Yeah. It's not it's, it's, it's not it's I not. hear Honda Civics, especially like one from like we're gonna say like a, a two thousand three Honda Civic is like the ideal car of somebody who has sales on the side um of things. <laughs> and put it this way. A Honda Civic from like the late to mid nineties is like a Puerto Rican ex girlfriend. <laughs> what I mean by that is like no matter how much bad shit you do to this car, it's gonna stick by your side. Um, <laughs> like I don't fully have the reference because I'm from Indiana and I've never came across. I've, I've never met a Puerto, Puerto, Puerto Rican woman. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god, man, I don't know what that says about Hondas or what that says about my past love life um <laughs> there's a lot of evaluation that's better for another day <laughs> i'm smart enough to know though that i definitely had toxic tendencies mm-hmm. and i like to think that i broke free from them right uh i think it's important to note that everybody in the world has been toxic and is going to be toxic again yeah it's about like you said noticing them and working past them and trying yeah. to be a new better person hopefully and not continuing those patterns because sometimes you're not even aware of those patterns no. like oh i'm a piece of shit yeah <laughs> i used to be a piece of shit I used to be a piece of shit <laughs> i used to be the guy that got stabbed in the elbow yeah. at her grandfather's birthday party because i said something that was you know apparently <laughs> unacceptable did you ever um, watch um it's relatively newer um there's a show called i think you should leave on uh netflix i've it's seen like, the little thing for it but should. i haven't watched it you should yeah? uh there's one one of the skits um it's pretty low commitment it's like 15 minute episodes yeah um so just watch the first one and see if you like it because it's it's like that like kind of awkward humor sort of thing like putting you in weird situations where it's just like uncomfortable like kind of like a tim and eric meets saturday night live kind of thing um yeah never watched it's, it's tim like and the eric, dark it's the but... dark souls of it's the dark souls of... <laughs> um, but anyways there's one bit specifically on the new season where he's like i used to be a piece of shit mm-hmm. like where he's like he's holding this baby and like the baby's crying he's like do you think you're 
cried because it thinks I used to be a piece of shit. Like, I'm not anymore, but I was. Like, mm. and then, like, um, so yeah, he's like, so I used to be a piece of shit. Slick back hair, white suits, <laughs> white Lamborghinis. <laughs> chicken, oh, man. That's chicken so spaghetti good. at Ciccolini's. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Oh, we love it. Awkward awkward situations are like my like favorite source of comedy mm-hmm. um i don't know if you ever watched um curb your enthusiasm yes larry david yes the that's something i came really late on because i only just recently got like hbo max and i was like yeah. i always wanted to watch this but it's like Same. my favorite my favorite thing about it is that it's like none of it you know, i feel like like losing my mind over but like right. just the payoff of like after like 25 30 minutes of getting that like final joke right there it is (laughs) it's like watching a slow motion train wreck (laughs) get worse and then it hits and then it rewinds and then it gets worse until it hits again yeah it's in the best way (laughs) because i love just the awkwardness of like the conversation i think that's why i really love that show and uh, again that's how people talk though yeah (laughs) like those are real conversation feelings exactly Did I just move that with my mind? Oh, God. (laughs) I think what we're saying is we need to write, clearly. Yeah, obviously. Well, I don't know how to write anything. I just know how to be a a critic of it. I'll be the uh, editor we'll go with. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll be the writer. Trust me. It doesn't really have my voice. The bar is not that high. I'm going to say that right now. Whoever, I need to look at who some of these writers are and I'm going to be like, be honest. Are you in on the joke? Because if you're in on the joke, that's totally fine. But so some of like so like i do like a lot of like random fucking voices because i'm annoying mm. um but um oh, that was the so, reason yeah it's like no, oh, it, really into like I, voice acting no no <laughs> i've been consistently annoying my entire childhood mm. <laughs> it's like the only way i wanted to be looked at is by doing a stupid voice or impressions it made my friends laugh i'm like hell yeah yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. like some of my favorite memories of video games and stuff are on really bad dialogue. Like the only mm-hmm. reason I remember anything about like Final Fantasy X is just all of Titus's <sighs> like, not even that, like he, he's got one line where he says, my old man. And like, yes, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> that delivery is just the worst ever. And I love it. Like I love bad delivery, bad, like writing, bad everything. And I'm trying to get Kelsey into more shitty shitty tv and movies like i'm trying to make her watch the room here soon Um, the room or what is what was the um the room with um tommy Tommy wiseau not not room room is a much more difficult movie okay because i was like (laughs) yes i've seen them both i feel like the one with james frank yeah um but yeah so like i'm trying to get her to watch all the shittiest movies because that's my taste for the most part because I remember I was like when we first started talking, um, because I had this window of like having a like what Kelsey's like by like listening to you guys. Mm-hmm. Like so I like I listened to a couple episodes like while I was cooking and stuff, and she was like talking about like basketball and a couple other things. Yeah. Like we started watching some shitty movies, and then we're both really fucking tired now, so we never watch movies together. <laughs> but we're going to watch some shitty movies and yeah. talk about them. <laughs> there's some movies that i think like some of my the movies that i love the most are like hey on paper this is a bad movie yeah. but i get so much joy out of it like kung pao 
<laughs> yeah, like I, the I, worst I, films ever made, but it's one of my favorite movies. That was one of the first ones I showed her, and she did like it. So I was like, "Thank God." <laughs> yeah, um, I. It's so weird how much in 2021 I'll quote that movie, and the thing is, no one has ever got. What's, what's the What's your favorite line? Um, the line where the dude goes, "He just left." With nuts, that <laughs> line that I don't too. know why. Yeah. Or that's like, a lot of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> I say that. That'll be three dollars, baby. <laughs> um. Also, sometimes I'm just like swinging a chain, swinging a chain. Um. <laughs> tiger, tiger. A lot of the time, oh, I'll just in my head or throughout the house, I'm just like na 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 neo na 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 na. Sporin. Um also uh we don't want to lose any more toes here. Um, we don't want to lose any more toes here. <laughs> yeah. Um that is such toe. a great fucking movie. It is. I watched it like there's not many movies I watched when I was like seven or eight yeah. that is still that funny, especially a comedy. Because yeah. like I'll rewatch like some Adam Sandler movie that I thought was so funny, and I'm just like, oh, here he is yelling again. Right, doing the voice. You know the voice. Yeah. But, like, but yeah, I mean, as fucking dumb as it is, it's so good. Yeah. And then um, Kung Fu Hustle felt like a modern, a more modern Mm -hmm. um, Kung Pao. Yeah, like the Dark Souls uh, of Kung Pao, though. Yeah. Um, Because I going to be mad at the amount of things we compared to Dark Souls in the episode. She's like, what do you, what? It's like Arby's is like the Dark Souls of the <laughs> fast food. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hold in. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucks you every time. Um, it's probably uh, it's probably umbilical cords, too. Yeah, yeah, it's better than umbilical cords. Oh, that's, sorry, not Dark Souls. No. That's so, uh, what's the difference? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm working gonna... on it. I'm going to throw all this in here and I'm going to get the angry text. Uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> Me too, don't worry. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Particularly the, the 90s movie of Spawn mm-hmm. is regarded as a bad movie. And no, I, it's, fucking, I fucking love that movie. Involved. John Leguizamo as that clown is that movie to me. Yeah. Um, I fucking love that movie. Also, shout out to Martin Sheen, Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen's dad. Yeah, um, he's in that movie as well. Yeah, is Martin Sheen his dad? Who's there's there's his brother who's also famous. Um, he was in like Breakfast Club. Uh, Emilio Estevez. That's it. Yep. Yes. I'm a I'm a I'm a movie person. So okay. <laughs> I it's I'm weird sometimes. So that's my he, biggest problem. Here's my thing: is like I. I'll start talking about movies with someone, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, such and such, who was mm-hmm. also in blank or me and Mio be mm-hmm. movie." And I'm like, "Do you know who that is?" And I'm like, "No." I'm like, "That's this dude in this movie." And she's like, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "Yeah, right." Yeah. Have you thought of ever doing like a separate podcast for movies specifically? Yes, <laughs> yes. very much so. Um, there was one that my friend was telling me about that they'll spend an entire like month or something like that watching the same movie. Like mm-hmm. they watch it and they talk about it and they talk about it more until like they not like they're not trying to break it down entirely, but they're just like finding new things. But even at, like every episode, it's like two hours talking about this fucking movie. That is me with, for instance, there's certain movies that I'll finish watching it 
Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like moved is not the right terminology that I want to use, but mm-hmm. I'm like, there's something really good here. Yeah. Um, for instance, Shin Godzilla, which was yes. one of the most recent uh, yes. Godzilla movies to come out of Japan. Mm-hmm. As soon as I finished when watching it, the weird would... like mm-hmm. uh, larva state. Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. God, that was awesome. Like the grossest looking thing. It was <laughs> so great. Oh, you want to talk about a bad dub? Yeah. Bad dub. One of the characters <laughs> literally goes. I think he's like one of the aides to the prime minister, and they send in the stealth bombers to attack Godzilla once he's like in his final form. And yeah. the bombs hit, and one of the characters goes, "Good job, USA!" I was like, mm, mm, "No, don't like that." Um, but I will rewatch a movie as soon as it's done, and rewatch it like rewatch it like a few times that week. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of do the same thing with music as mm-hmm. well. Like when I find something that I like, like I want to know like everything about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch videos afterwards of breakdowns for like all sorts like movies and shows and scenes and albums like one of the i'm gonna plug another podcast real quick it's not ours but it is on spotify and i think a few different services it's called dissect and basically what this guy does is he takes these albums and he dissects every song on the album not just by like notes or musical instrument but mm-hmm. it's also like a breakdown analysis of what the lyrics are and like how they pertain to the artists around that time. Like for instance, he does flower boy for Tyler the creator. Mm-hmm. And it's really great because that album has a lot of symbolism and what it's trying to talk about and like the story that it's telling and mm-hmm. he'll break it down like that. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of like a dream project of mine. I would love to do that same thing. And I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Um, but I want to do it for like underground rap albums. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't really hear a lot of that, but also because I just love it so much that it's one of those things. If like, if you start talking to me about it, like you're going to tell me to shut the fuck up. Cause I'm like, I I get really into it. Uh, Well, I mean, I feel like you should do it. Uh, Either a, you have to find somebody else who's like either just like a good, like willing to listen to you spiel about it the entire time. I'm trying to start the music podcast with Kelsey's dad. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad that I got on here before Kyle did. Yeah. Whether that's mad at you or mad at Kyle about that. I understand sure... he, you know, he definitely had a lot of stuff going on. So I was oh, like, yeah. hey, this little, like, <laughs> one day he called me while I was at work and we just talked about the soundtrack for the movie Train Spotting. Yeah. You know, it was like the most random 35 minute conversation. And I was like, I could record the shit out of this. Like, Did he, did he like Train Spotting? Yeah. Could. yeah great movie like i i don't know his movie taste i don't know his music taste to some degree but he's like the coolest just because yeah. of like that Super stuff cool like i i talked to him for like a solid like three hours on the way back from fort wayne to like mm. michigan and stuff it's like a good that. drive yeah yeah and like i like learned all about his uh his dj career and stuff like yeah. that um as well as like i mean like his influences like of music and stuff and it's just like weird to see that kind of variance and scope out of somebody his age especially yeah uh, maybe it's just because he's canadian but like uh, i also assumed that's what it was <laughs> i'm like this has to be there's something yeah there's, the, there's something they there's don't something have in the syrup though. yeah <laughs> yeah no i could literally do it for movies i could literally do it. that's why we kind of made also gdp chats because we're like mm-hmm. oh we don't want to like limit ourselves 100 percent of the time just yeah. talking about video games because there's an episode that we just talked about Adam Sandler movies for like yeah, the second yeah, yeah. half of the episode. 
Yeah. Um, what's one. your favorite Adam Sandler movie, by the way? Um, kind of this question when they come on the show. So, like, ones that I have seen a lot mm-hmm. and that I can say objectively are the better ones. Um, I love Wedding Singer as far as, like, an actual movie goes. It's a that's probably um, my favorite yeah i want i've i've had this strong urge to rewatch spanglish and then also punch love or punch, punch drunk, drunk love. love yeah um still haven't seen uncut gems mm-hmm. so like that's i don't great. i haven't seen all of them but of like the like golden era like stuff i can't even stomach them for the most part yeah i, I like little nicky because it's really dumb yeah um but the rest of them are just him yelling and yeah. it just is very off-putting. I liked right before he started yelling. Yeah, to me, it's like Wedding Singer, Billy Madison. I'm sorry, not Billy Madison. Um, Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And then like Billy Madison. Little Nicky's probably somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, but Wedding Singer for sure is uh, number yeah. one. Classic. I have a pin with Adam Sandler on it. And it says, somebody kill me, please. Yeah. Um, from the movie. <laughs> Great movie. Wonderful um like i had something i don't know the the weirdest thing is like as of late because like it's just like we have dumpy doughy doughy bodied like adam sandler writing himself as like being this like hot commodity for these like women his wife and beyond like he always makes his wife some like hot lady and then it's like you know like whether it's just like from a couple scenes like where there's somebody who's like hey and i'm just like it's just this weird jerk off thing that like i mean if you have the studio if you have the writing and stuff like yeah. that, you want to do that then whatever but it's just like these like little like cues that i get that i'm just like i don't want to be here like this wasn't made for me what i don't like to see with any actor is them start to go like the like the eddie murphy route of mm-hmm. like hey I'm going to do this movie where I play every role. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like that was a very specific lane to Eddie Murphy. I'm not saying anyone else can't do that, but when he did that movie, I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically like him and his sister who was a twin. Uh, Jack and Jill. Yes. And he played both people. I'm like, I'm tired of the trope of like the same characters playing like five people in this movie. I'm like, all right. So did you know that Al Pacino's in that movie? Yeah, uh, so disappointing. I was like, out really? You, Al Pacino, what I would consider to be a real actor? He's like, would I just I... wanted to make some money. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he got the he got the fat check for that. I mean, Al Pacino is still spending money that he got from the movie Heat. Like, yeah. uh, that disappoints me seeing a real actor. In, I know that sounds like a derogatory thing because it's subjective, but like, for instance, I consider Al Pacino a real actor. When yeah. I see him in roles, I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit, you went there. You know, like a, a Robert De Niro as well. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, because even know, like I, Robert De Niro, like, like when he did his first like couple comedy things, like yeah. Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers and stuff like that. I guess. Um, I hate like, how much was, I love those movies. Yeah, they're good. They're good. <laughs> but like, he did a great job of that, and then he did like it was like Bad Grandpa or something like that. I haven't, I haven't seen it. any of those, but, but I like, have a lot of people who tell me like, no, it's really funny to me. I'm like, Oh, this was like a summer comedy movie, you know? Yeah. Like it's just, you know, I just wanted a movie where I could get my like 
by two mil and uh yeah and there's nothing wrong with that look listen if they told me hey george we need you to write terrible dialogue for the next week need for speed game here's a check for you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars i'm like oh you got it yeah you got it man i'll write the worst rev it to the max man charles dickens now writing for uh oh god well garrett we've been here for a little over two hours yes is there anything that you would like to talk about before you depart? I feel like we covered yeah. a good amount of topics. Yeah, Fighting I mean, geese, food, or favorite places to fight. Crimes yeah, well, I may or may not have committed in my youth. <laughs> We're going to go with not. Adam Sandler's acting career. <laughs> His crimes. His, the, the, a lot of people don't know. Adam Sandler, huge war warlord. <laughs> committed a lot of war crimes. Anger management, I guess, was good. But once again, there's a movie where he had, like, the really obscenely hot chick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's saying that Adam Sandler couldn't get, a, a, you know, a very attractive... Oh, yeah. I mean, considering his role in life right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm Adam fucking Sandler. Like, he he's he strikes me as one of those, like, you wow, you really don't have to do anything for the rest of your life, probably. probably. You're probably set. Like, yeah. You know. He, you... he was one of the richest actors of all time because he was, like, one of the ones that had his own studio and yada yada. Yeah, can we talk about why people keep paying Dwayne The Rock Johnson to act? I'm going to be honest. I hate seeing him in movies. (laughs) I hate it so much. It's just the same thing as like how we used to have like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and stuff. Like it's not good, but you want to look at it. (laughs) Yeah. To me, I'm like, we have enough of these like not great actors, like buff dudes. (laughs) For your summer action, <laughs> we had the Stallones, we got the Schwarzeneggers, like we got Wesley Snipes, and I'm pretty sure they put all of them in a movie at one point. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Are you a man? Do you like man shit? Come watch the Expendables." And meanwhile, I'm like, "This movie's not even really that good." Like, <laughs> it's right. I'm not. The thing is, my dad was like huge fan of action movies. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> so like. I've seen a shit ton of like, and especially 80s action movies. Mm-hmm. And But there are some that I legitimately think are good. Like Rambo First Blood, I believe is a legitimately good movie with good acting. Um, um, my favorite is always Predator. Yeah. I literally <laughs> watched that last night. Um, I tried showing it to Kelsey. She fell asleep. Yeah. Um, but I... <laughs> be like, hey, it's kind of like Dark Souls. I, I was immediately, it was just like, because uh, I kept saying, Dylan! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I was like, I, uh, it's so great because the dudes that like would watch that back then didn't realize how much like awesome, like homoerotic bullshit was happening. Yeah. Like the whole scene of them setting a trap for the predator. Where yeah. They're just so Shirtless oily. And, yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah these guys <laughs> fuck. Look at them go. <laughs> Look at this man meat. Yeah. There's a, there's a, like, I make fun of my dad because, well, I don't make fun of him because he was in the Air Force in El Salvador, but. He loves Top Gun. And the thing is, I don't. I objectively think Top Gun is not a great movie. But not even like not great. And that's why I love it. No, I just Mm -hmm. don't really like Top Gun. Um, And I'm like, you know, there's a certain aura around Mm -hmm. older Hispanic men with like hyper. I'm a man. I do man shit. And I'm like, dude, they're all shirtless playing volleyball (laughs) on the beach. Like. I don't know, man. There's nothing more manly than being shirtless with your boys, you know. Yeah. 
doing high fives and hugging and shit you're all sweaty being assured in your sexuality to that point yeah i'm sure that's what it was i'm sure it wasn't any repressed feelings whatsoever i like like i love wrestling with my friends (laughs) yeah man sometimes you're naked it's fine (laughs) don't make it weird man don't make it weird close your eyes you're making it weird you made eye contact uh we all learned something about ourselves that summer you know the one (laughs) <laughs> and if you know the summer that I'm talking about, feel free to support us over on Patreon over at patreon.com slash the gaming disorder podcast like Garrett did. Look, and he's on the show. Yeah. I talking about his so favorite far. volleyball scenes. What's your favorite volleyball scene in the movie? Um, Probably Top Gun. That's the only one that comes know. to mind. I don't know. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, there is. No, it's a soccer scene. There's uh, the Hasbro battleship movie with Rihanna. It's either okay. I repressed that like. <laughs> Most of my childhood memories. Yeah, um, it was either soccer or lacrosse or something, and that yeah. one's pretty good. But anyways, randomly placed sports scene is my favorite subgenre of movie. <laughs> randomly, okay, okay. I'd like to compose a list and see where that goes. Um, yeah, I just that's another thing that I'm not a fan. Of. It's like stop putting like singers and stuff in here just because you're like, oh, we got Rihanna in the movie. I was like. It's it's selling tickets, you know that. I'm be honest, I'm like Rihanna made this movie worse. Like you could have saved that. What was that budget like? Like that was not a you spent more on getting Rihanna in the movie than you did for the editing of the movie. Oh yeah. Uh, such a weird thing. Battleship, really? That's the game you wanted to make a movie out of? Well just, uh, Battleship is like <laughs> like the dark souls of board games yeah is 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 that the one that we're gonna go with sure (laughs) i'm gonna go with jenga jenga is probably that's not a board game that's that's i I, here's the thing where do you find it um i was thinking like risk or yeah something like that something that's got like a lot more catan <clears throat> yeah. Any game that forces you to deal with like more than one type of resource. <laughs> yeah, a tabletop something. Yeah, Parcheesi. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. It's good to say though. It, it is good to say. It's the only reason I know <laughs> what it is. Parcheesi. I like. Yeah. It. How good of a title is that? If you don't even know what it is. Exactly. It's like it. it's at like one point. Thirty years later. Yeah, it's like at one point, uh, Mickey Mouse was more recognizable than Jesus. Yeah. You know? Now look at Parcheesi. Yeah, and look at look at what has Jesus done lately? Was he in Space Jam too? And I'm like, no. What's Mickey Mouse in Space Jam too? No, I didn't watch it. Fairly different franchises. Yeah, uh, I don't have a, I have a weird aversion to Disney stuff. Um, Me too. Don't worry. I don't, especially I, as a tattooer. There's nothing worse than doing like Disney tattoos. Well, Disney adults that like I want a full sleeve of random Disney characters. I'm like, why? Disney adults bother me more than like convicted criminals do. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know better. Yeah. Okay. I think there's something in their childhood that got There's stuck. something weird about it, right? And there, there was, was a thing. There was an ego death that never happened. Like we're we're very inclusive on the show. <laughs> we don't like to isolate anyone. We want everyone to feel like they have a place. Right. But Disney adults, they're like you 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 got the you Mickey Mouse ears, you got else. the the Daffy Duck pajamas or whatever it is. Daffy the, Duck is a Looney Tunes property. I'm, or they get listen, Donald Duck. Let me honest. <laughs> anyway. Is that the one with the fish? What's the one with the fish? What fish? <laughs> the Disney. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes. That one. Uh, stop being a Disney adult. Yeah. All right. 
I, it's weird. I have a friend of mine that I kid you not, every weekend, and if it's not every weekend, it's like twice a month. Mm-hmm. He takes like a three day weekend to go to Disney with his girlfriend. I'm like, dude, at what point do you see everything? Like, he's going to Disney. I want to say at least like thirteen times this year. And, you know, we're like a two and a half hour drive from Orlando. It's pretty close. But I'm like, I went to like downtown Disney, which isn't even in the Disney park. And I already felt like I got the experience. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I don't like mice. (laughs) I'm like mice. The only I like mice or rats. That's why I didn't like the movie about the rat cooking the food. What was that one? Uh, Mousetrap. Mousetrap. (laughs) Mousetrap. Great movie. Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt. Mousetrap is a board game. Mousetrap is a board game. We're talking about board games and movies and then movies that were about board games. If anything, they need to have Mousetrap as a a movie coming up. Yeah. um, Like a really name? Nathan Lang. Yeah. In Mouse Hunt. They mentioned String Cheese. Great movie. Great fucking movie. Mouse Hunt, better than Titanic. I'm going to throw that out there. Well, James Cameron is a fucking terrible director. Yeah. Get over it. Avatar, Kyle, I'm sorry. I know you're listening to this. I know you're a huge fan of the Avatar movie property. At this point, Kyle is probably not listening. He got the first half hour. That's true. He's like, man, I happen to love Arby's, and I'm hearing a lot of Arby slander on this episode, so I'm out. He does love Arby's. I just like that one sandwich. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you who loves Arby's. Me, if they decide to sponsor the show. Yeah. I'll talk about Arby's all day, every day. I'll like... Dude, I'll start sabotaging competing I mean, businesses. Your your um your music podcast is gonna be Arby's and R and B. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so good. Look, it's already writing itself. Right, you're see, and you say you don't write. You already I have wrote, ideas, man. I that that piece, it. yeah. <laughs> I don't execute well. I just have you know these people pay me just to say words. Yeah. I mean, that's what a writer is. <laughs> you're describing a writer. Huh. Uh, man, see, you didn't even know. Look, <laughs> I you... was a poet and I wasn't even sure about it, I guess. And <laughs> you joined our platinum tier Patreon. And look, you're, you're discovering new career paths for you Obviously. in case you get tired of tattooing. One day, you know, <laughs> something and... less stressful would be nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine writing for Need for Speed, and I'm calling them out exclusively, is all that stressful. Because mm-hmm. it was like cargo fast. Like, yeah, cargo fast. Great. This one here, fast. fast. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, Man, they should get the... Um, do you like older anime at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love like, older anime. Uh, initial D, they should get that. <laughs> Listen, you're the first person other than me to bring up Initial D on this fucking show. All right? I have literal moments in my life that are just to the soundtrack of initial d if it was <laughs> yeah. being a car person and predominantly a car person that loves early eras japanese cars like yeah. my dream car is literally just owning an 86 and i don't even want to drift it like i don't i don't like people are like oh what if i became rich i really do believe that i wouldn't buy like a porsche or like a ferrari or a lamborghini mm. like i would just get myself like a really nice <laughs> like 98 subaru yeah you know? why not um i love initial d so fucking much 
Like I, I remember watching it like because it was on Netflix years ago, yeah. like when it first started streaming and stuff. Yeah. And I remember looking at it and being like, this is ugly. <laughs> but it was awesome. <laughs> and it kind of almost dramatically changed every season because there was like five, six years in between each yeah. one. So literally the technology for animation was like, if you look at third stage compared to like the original anime where like the CG for the cars is like not great, but that's why it's they just do like a lot a of close-up like shots of the face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I... I'm a huge fan of Initial D. Like, well, that's good. Initial D. I never understood why no one made a DDR-style Initial D game that the more you progressed through the song, it was like you progressing in the race. That never made sense to me. Like, that just seemed like it made sense. They made, it never happened. They made an initial, uh, initial D arcade game. Oh, I know. I still have my card somewhere for it because it <laughs> would give you this license. And what it would do is it would actually save your times and your car and you would load it up onto this card and then you'd come back like a week later to the arcade. You pop the card in and it was like your save file for this mm -hmm. fucking arcade machine. I love the unit. Dude, they cost like, I want to say anywhere between like 4,800 to like 10 grand, but I well, could buy one if I had the space. What's cheaper, that or the Subaru? The arcade what machine, for sure. Because <laughs> well, the Subaru that. that I want is like a Subaru 22B. And they yeah. only made like, I don't know how many thousand of these, but not um, and I'm sure they're not out. And they only made them in Japan. They never brought them to the U.S. Yeah. Well, they say that uh, ninety percent of Subarus are still on the road. <laughs> yeah, um, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Is love. honestly, um, man, I'm just plugging all these things for I'm just giving <laughs> away money, man. Like, yeah, I'm the. I, here's the thing. Starting this episode, starting next episode. We're just going to bleep out any brands that isn't paying <laughs> us to mention their name. Right, right. Be like, oh, the other day I went to Beep and got a McChicken. Right? Like, <laughs> that's what it's going to be. It's going to be that sort of thing. That'd be awesome. Especially because you're getting all the context otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we had to block out Starbucks for a while because now the rivalry is back on with Starbucks. Oh, um, yeah. Or not. I don't know. I... I I defer to Kelsey. I'm like, are you employed by them currently? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, then the rivalry is on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, Garrett, do you have any parting words that you'd like to leave the listeners with this week? Um, watch Initial D. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Initial D's, <laughs> yes. Initial, yeah, initial, D. initial D's nuts. It's um, currently streaming on both Funimation and Hulu. Um, I just say watch it on Funimation because you don't have the stupid commercials um, if you decide oh, yeah. to pay for Funimation. Totally worth it. Uh, it's Funimation, so anyone who does a dub for it, you'll recognize them from literally any show. Mm -hmm. um, all of the cast from Initial D also does all of the cast for like Fullmetal Alchemist, also does the English dub for Shin Godzilla, also <laughs> does the cast for fucking Soul Leader. Like, oh, yeah. It's like the same seven guys. Yeah, I mean, keep them paid, right? Yeah, Small keep me paid. Keep me paid. Watch Initial D. Subscribe to our Patreon. Thank you, everyone who listened this week. I've been the Forte Jorge. He has been Garrett JG Wentworth, 877 Cash Now. He wants his money. He wants I don't it now. Fucking money. <laughs> uh, the amount of times I've said that sentence before. <laughs> With JG Wentworth. Oh, God. I'm a bill collector for JG Wentworth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You want your money or you I want your legs? Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. <laughs>